Welcome to episode 420 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. Dude, 420. You know, after after I was going with making this show last week and, you know, finished saved it and I was working on, you know, uh, doing this show description and stuff, I think it, he's going to make he's gonna make 420 jokes. <laughs> I, I, you know what? It, I, I would be called on it if I didn't make at least one 420 joke. Yes, true. I mean... I mean, let's, let's face it. If it'd be, it'd be like, oh, my God, they talked about They went through a whole entire show. And it was episode 420. And not one of those two idiots made a pot joke or a, a, a 420 reference. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like beef is So, Ed, how are you? Good, good. How are you, sir? Mm. I'm moderately okay. I'm moderately okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, you go first. Um, let's see. Uh, I did a few things this week. Um, I saw um, I saw quite a few movies, and I bought some stuff, too, that I wanted to talk about. Um, one, one of the things I'll talk about, the, the Wednesday night, I, you know, of course, we saw... Uh, I had friend Sean. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I'm screwing this up already. Um, Wednesday night, I had friends of the show Dave Sapon over uh, for for movie night, and we watched. Of course, we we're we're continuing on the Terry Gilliam train. I guess you could call it the collection. Um, so this week it was Brazil was the uh, pick um, uh, that he selected. I haven't seen that movie probably since the '80s because it was made in the '80s, and I probably haven't seen it since then. Um, so it's one of those movies that you kind of forget. Like there's certain things you remember, but there are certain things that you completely forgot about. And I remember, I forgot how weird it was. <laughs> it was great. And it was, it's one of those movies where he dreams of a girl. Um, he's a bureaucrat. He's like, like middle management type of a person. And he's going through life and, and he's dreaming of this girl and he's happy where he's at. He does like, doesn't want to like advance in life. And his mother is very influential and was trying to get her. He got, got him a promotion. He turned it down, basically. Um, so he finds out that there was a the one the girl he's been dreaming about, he finds basically making a complaint somewhere else. So now he has to go to that department. So he's he, that's the par- department he gets promoted to. So he gets a promotion. He goes and finds this woman. And he tells her that he loves her, basically. And she's kind of like a person that's, you know, thinks he's crazy. But it's 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 all these bizarre twists. I mean, like the way I'm explaining to you is like just a straightforward way. If you watch, you're going, yeah, I didn't get that at all. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> it was there's all these twists and turns in it, and it's it's just it's an amazing movie to watch. And it's like like this apparently was the movie that like it was supposed to, the 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 company that made the film. I forget who who's who's the uh, uh, movie company behind it. But they wanted to change it, and he said no, and he stood his ground, and it made apparently made a lot of money for him. So it was a, it's a, it was a hit, but it's a more of a cult classic than anything else now at this point. I actually own the Criterion Collection of the movie. Okay, um, I, I'll be honest, I haven't really watched it. <laughs> um, I didn't even see it when it came out the first time. <laughs> I, <clears throat> I knew about the controversy, and um, I knew about the it's. It is a cult classic movie, and I do feel like if you're a Muddy Python fan, I think it kind of deserves a spot on a on a wall. Um, 
I think I started watching it once, and I it might have been late, and I fell asleep. It is, and and if you don't, you can't be finger fucking your phone and watching this movie. No, because you can't. You blink, you're gonna lose, and because it's, you do have to pay attention. And because he didn't, the one I have, obviously being a Criterion Collection, doesn't have any. Doesn't it talks about the controversy, but it is his original vision, which is a very long movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I mean, I don't think it was that long considering you know but i mean it's it's i think a two and a half hour movie right. um and, and considering nowadays it's not two and a half hour movies kind of nothing it's right. standard but back in the 80s <clears throat> i think it would be considered a um a very long movie especially if it's terry gilliam and it's got kind of like if you're not paying attention you get lost very easily mm-hmm. um I'm looking up uh, Brazil, well, 1985. Right, and it's it's got a nice cast to it because it's got like Bob Hoskins in it. It has Robert De Niro in it. It has Ian Holm in it. Um, uh, Jonathan right. Price, of course, is the star of the film. Um, so right, it's but yeah, but I'm gonna say like people who don't know who Jonathan Price is, like it's it's weird because he's not really a leaning man back in the 80s. He was always kind of like the the bad guy or someone's dad. Right. <laughs> Uh, right, he's the villain in Tomorrow Never Dies, the James Bond film. Um, he was the governor of uh, Port Royal in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, the first right, one. Right. Um, I don't know if he was in any other ones past that. I think there he was. Um, but but he, you know, you, you kind of know him. You see him and stuff, and you're going, I know that guy from someplace. I just don't know his name, and that's John right, Price. Right. Like, Most people, he would be considered um, technical term a character actor. Yes, but. For most people, he's that guy who's in that thing. Right. You know, like, oh, my God, I know that guy. Where do I know that face from? Uh, oh, man. Where, where? And then you go through, like, a list. And you go, oh, my God. He was the lead character's father in this movie yeah. that I saw, like, 10 years ago. Right. <laughs> and that's that's the thing. Like, it's one of those things where you, you, you see him in something. You don't know where you see him from, but you're familiar with his voice. And it's because he, it's not like he changes his voice or his face really too much. Right. unless you put prosthetics on him for some reason, you know, for a costume. But, like, generally, you know his voice. So you go, oh, I know that guy. I just don't know where. Like, Absolutely. Ian Holmes, the same way. Like, he's another actor that you've seen him in a lot of stuff, but you don't know where. Right. It's a very British acting movie. Uh, I think even the American people who are in it, like Robert De Niro, I think they're they're reduced to like small parts. Yes. Feel. Um, but what's his face price? I, like I'm looking at movies and I'm like, okay, he was in 12 episodes of game of Thrones. He was the high sparrow, you know, people, are, Oh, okay. Not a, not a major character. 12 episodes. It's like one season mm-hmm. technically. Um, you know, but he was, he was the leader of this like cult. They're the ones who were involved in Cersei's walking down the road naked going, shame, shame. Um, he's like I'm like looking through his list. Uh, he's a GI Joe retaliation, by the way. He was the president. <laughs> right? He's a GI Joe in the Rise of Cobra again as the president. Right. Um, he was a voice in- of, of American, by the way, and he doesn't. It's not like he uses an, an American right. accent either. <laughs> like, right. It's like what's he a British guy? In- he is in Pirates of the Caribbean World at World's End, so that's a third one. Okay, he's he's in that and the game. Uh, apparently, he played Sherlock Holmes and the Baker Street Irregulars back in two thousand and seven. It looks like a, a one hour show ah. or movie. Um, he was in Dead Man's Chest, so it looks like he might have been in all of them. Um, so I'm like, all right, he was in the Brothers Grimm. Not okay, as a obviously not as a lead character. 
Um. <laughs> well, see, see, to me, Terry Gilliam's one of those one of those people. He's like a Quentin Tarantino uh, type of director, where he has these like stories that he wants to do, and he does them, and then all of a sudden, like he'll use characters from other movies that he's done and put them in movies you know that he's doing you know like 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 they're right. like you know like like we saw um uh oh crap <laughs> uh the guy from big lebowski uh the star uh, uh jeff, jeff bridges. bridges he 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 was in uh thailand which we saw last week and then uh he was in um fisher king you know so it was two movies he was in you know uh uh there was another guy who was in um, Jabberwocky, and he's in another movie. Um, uh, John, no, Jonathan, sorry, Jonathan Price is in two movies. He's in Brazil, and he's also the man who killed Don Quixote. So there's right, right. He plays the young Don Quixote. Yes. So you you get those you get those different you know like you you've you've seen like some of those actors in other movies that he's done for them. So right. you kind of get those you know that same core group of guys, I guess. You know, I mean, some of them, you know, they they moved on or they're gone or you know they they don't want to you know they they're busy or whatever, so they're not in there. But there is some actors that he'll use again and again, you know, if the fit, if, I guess, if timing and it fits right, that you know, and the thing, and I'm sure a lot of those actors would like to work with him again, since you know, because these were or, or, so far the oddball, like the, the man who got killed Don Quixote, I think was the most coherent one so far <laughs> I've seen, okay. and the Fisher King, I thought, was also a good one. Uh, that comes to memory, you know, that was a, that was a coherent film that made sense, you know, kind of thing. Um, like I said, Brazil was one of those movies that you have to watch and really pay attention to just like, uh, Thailand. It was a little out there, but you, you got it. Like you, like it was easy. It was, I think Thailand was easy to follow. It was really dark though. I was have to say that like that was, to me, it was a really dark film, but it was enjoyable, but I, I enjoyed Brazil. I recommend it. I'm, like I said, we're, we're going to continue on the the train not this week, but in a couple of weeks we're going to watch another. I might watch another uh, Terry Gilliam film though this week. I don't know. I'm uh, I'm back and forth on what I'm going to see. Um, but uh, moving on though, um, I did see this week's What If. I did you see this week's What If uh, on Disney Plus? I did. Okay. I did. Um, uh, yeah, it was uh, What If Killmonger saved Tony Stark. Yes. Um, I gotta be honest, wasn't a fan of the episode. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, it's not that I hated it. I just kind of, it was, eh, it was all right. I mean, I think to me the problem with some of the episodes is that it leaves you wanting more. Um, okay. And sometimes you, sometimes it's okay, and sometimes it's not okay. And I felt like the ending of this one, it wasn't okay. I felt like there should have been. Like maybe they'll go back like a part two or something. I, I don't know. It just felt. I like, hope not. <laughs> I, I like I said. I felt like it just once it was done. I was like, oh, that's where they're ending it. Okay, like <clears throat> you know, maybe you don't need to see that natural conclusion. But a part of me was like, I kind of wish I would because it really wasn't that good. <laughs> <clears throat> and I, I hate to put it this way. I hope that they do another episode with Black Panther coming in. Because I would hate to have this be his actual last time being Black Panther. Because I don't think it did his his character any justice. Oh, really? What do you... I didn't hear you. You said, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Can you hear me? Uh, you're just all of a sudden you got real far. Okay. Like right. soft, like whispering. That's weird. Right. 
Um, so I kind of felt like, um, like I just was like, all right. I mean, it was it was, it was what it is. But I just, again, like I said, I wasn't like, eh, this was awesome. This was great. It was meh. Okay. You know? I, you're la- la- louder now. All right, let me turn down. All right, there we go. No, no, no. I meant like, no, you're at a normal. Oh no, now you can hear me fine. Okay. Now I hear you fine. Here, let me let me give you kind of a, con- a contrast. Okay. At first, you kind of talk sound like you're really over here. Can you hear me? <laughs> And then all of a sudden, now it's back to where Boom! Right. See? Sonic Boom! So I I don't know if you had, like, the microwave of your head was turned while you were looking at something. No, no. I actually didn't move at all. I mean, I, I, mean, yeah. I, mean, I jiggled a wire probably. It was loose or something like that, I guess. No, uh, it Maybe we need new wires. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, but I mean, I, I, I kind of I kind of disagree with you a little bit. I mean, I didn't think it was that good of an episode. I agree with you there. Um I don't think it was a mad episode. It wasn't terrible. I don't think. Um, it, it, it. I thought it resolved itself in a way. It's just like okay, you know, I, I'm, I'm ready to move on to the next episode, kind of thing. Like I was like, yeah, I don't need a part two for this. Um, gotcha. I, I did think the child's part in it was brilliant. Uh, it, it made me tear up a little bit. The fact, you know, because of the way the, the I don't want to give away the situation, you know, type of thing where he was when 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 you see him in the episodes, you're kind of like, you you just kind of go, yeah. I mean, you, right? You kind of go sentimental, but I mean, if if I think if you remember, I, um, he 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 was there in the Black Panther movie too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I get it. While you were like because of where he was, because knowing that this is Chadwick's like last time ever being anything in any, this was his last project. I just felt like, eh, you know, they could have done better. Yeah. not him. I just feel like they just kind of, well, I mean, what for, for his performance, they, I mean, not, I mean, he, he did well for his performance, but you're sure. saying like you wanted him in something better than that, that what that was. Yeah. I'd rather, if you're going to, I mean, it's just one of those things where, you know, you, you want to go out with a bang, not a whimper. You know, and I felt like this was more like a whimper. Well, um, and that's the thing, though. I mean, that's that's the but, thing that's kind of sad is the fact is you just don't know that at that that moment, like now you right. do, but back right. then, right. that wasn't the last thing you don't think he was going to do. Right, Monday morning quarterbacking it, you go, oh my god, who would known that this would have been his last performance as T'Challa? You know, who who knew? But it's just one of those things. It's like, okay, there is a great debate on what Raul Julia's last movie is. Some people say it's this dramatic movie that came out after Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think in timeline-wise, in the course of his life, Street Fighter was the actual last thing he filmed. Right. So that is the last thing he was actually in. But people kind of go, oh, we don't want that to be his legacy. We'd <laughs> rather have it be this second film that came out not too long. It was already promoted and put it out. To me, he'll always be Gomez Adams. Mm-hmm. So um, I'd rather that's how I'll always remember Rollo Julian, not as uh, M. Bison. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know? But every once in a while, I'm tempted to buy it on Voodoo because I want to see it just for the bad acting. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, don't know. I, I enjoy it. That's a fun movie to me. It's a popcorn movie, it's well, ridiculous, think, yeah. you know. There, do, you hear more of the behind the scenes stuff. Like, I think. Uh, uh, John Claude Van Damme was like high all the time or something like that or drunk all the time so like right. he doesn't remember half the movie he did <laughs> you know so it's like you know you, you hear those stories and you're going yeah it fits 
<laughs> and it's it's just that fun romp. You're like, yeah, like it's ridiculous, but you know, whatever. Right, you get the Eastern European guy to play the most American guy in a video game movie. Right, <laughs> <laughs> makes sense to me. Sure, because they didn't have any blonde hair, muscular guys <laughs> back then that could have done it. <laughs> Shit, I would have taken Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but no, they. Jean-Claude Van Damme is guile. <laughs> <laughs> the only good cast was probably Ming-Nang Wan as uh, Chen Li. Yeah. You know, that was before Mulan and before anything Star Wars related. Mm -hmm. You know? <laughs> Even Marvel related, too. Right. Um, so, there you go. Um, and what else to get? What else to do? Well, uh, so, so this weekend was more busier than... Uh, doing things i had to go out and on saturday and deliver or drop off some clothes there's a, a drop-off location in in northeast philadelphia it's called green dot and they you could pick a charity and they'll they'll you know basically give it to that charity and then you know you get a receipt and, you know blah 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 well they didn't open till 10 and i i got there around nine o'clock because my wife works on saturdays because she's her busy season for her job so i'm got up early and i you know dropped her off and i'm like all right i'm gonna drop these clothes off and it's like it doesn't open ten now. Where I live and where it is, it's kind of a distance. It's not really a far distance, but I just don't feel like driving like back and forth again. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, oh, I got to do something. And of course, it's in an arm. Loads of local now, kids. But the it's the Franklin Mills Mall, but now they call it the Philadelphia Mall. Um, right. Philadelphia Mills Mall. Um, Sorry. <laughs> so it was like, so I was like, oh, you know what? I, I got an hour to kill. I'm gonna go look around for movies now. Of course, the Fye that was there is closed. That's the only movie place that really? I know of. Yes, that is closed, and it's closed, closed. If you go in and you look at it, the store is completely empty. There's like they're re wow. rebuilding something in there, I guess, to 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 rent it out to somebody else at this point. But it's gone, gone. Um, which is really upsetting to me because that was that's like to me was the better Fye in terms of movies like finding movies there. So I was like, right, I, I was going to jump on that with you because I'm like that. First of all, that's through that Fye was huge. Yeah, and it did have a lot of movies, a lot of pop figures. Um, it's right next to the movie theater too, which makes it even more shocking that it didn't have a longevity. Unless maybe they're remodeling. Well, it's 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 in a, it's in a bad spot to me. Um, where because where, where I park, I like I parked when I was there because it was in a back back lot that like nobody knew about. Like it was like there was a there's a trucking area that the people think, and right next to it's a parking lot, and that's where like the entrance is to the movie theater on one side and the Fye, and it was like I could always find a parking spot real close there because nobody knew it was there, and I mean that's the part of the problem because it's like it's an area that nobody goes down. If you stood in that area of the mall. It does not do a lot of business. Like even with right. when FI was there, you stand there long enough, not a lot of people. They're either walking to the theater, and that's the only reason why they know it's there, or they're there because of one of the stores. And there's a there's a um, uh, a, a, T, a Metro by T-Mobile there store like, like right across from. So that's that's what you have to go against. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not much of a traffic that's going to go in and out of that area, uh, type of thing. So that's why probably why I didn't do a lot of business. But so I figured, well, I got to find something to do while, while I was there. So, um, you know, I, I watched these videos on YouTube about collectors and where they go and where they find some deals and stuff like that. And actually right where next to the where the drop off place is, there is a um, uh, an odd odd lot, which is one of those like, you know, kind of like a Walmart in a way, I guess you could call it. 
Okay. So, I've, but they, I've heard of odd lots or odd lot. Yeah. So, you know, I went in there and I was just like, you know, I'm like, let me just look around. So I actually picked up a lot of films and they were like really cheap. So I got pretty much almost every Jack Ryan movie made except for one um, because it wasn't there. And I was like, I, I would have picked that up too, a type of thing. But uh, the only one they didn't get was the Hunt for Red October. It's the only one they didn't have. But I have the Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit, the Sum of All Fears, uh, Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger. So I have those four movies, and they were like three bucks a piece on Blu-ray. So I was like, wow, like excited. But to me, the major find, um, well, actually, not, this wasn't the major find. I'm going to skip over that that one first now. Uh, and then also to complete my collection, I have Wayne's World. I got Wayne's World too, which wasn't really a really good movie, but, <laughs> but you got to get the set. Got to get the set. Got to complete the right. complexion. But this one thing that we saw years ago, and it was like a like a kind of was like an anime type of movie. And it was really interesting because characters actually died in this this thing, you know, type of thing. It was called G.I. Joe Resolute. Do you remember that movie? Uh, the cartoon? Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, I actually found it on Disney. Like, I, I, when we saw it, I got, like, a bootleg copy somewhere. You know, somebody bar, like, borrowed it off a copy there on their on disc and stuff like that. And I had it. We watched it then. Um, but I actually found it on DVD for, like, three bucks. And I was, like, so excited. To me, this is, like, the biggest find you know, uh, of the, of the week. And I was just like, Oh my God, like I found GI Joe Resolute. This is awesome. Like I never thought they actually released this on, on video. So I was excited it, to, is this the movie with when they spoiler, they kill off Duke. No, no, that's uh GI okay. Joe, the movie or, okay. or well, they didn't kill him off. They were going to, well, well, no, no. Well, I mean, that's what I was going to get at was that I saw something interesting that they killed off Duke in the beginning of the movie and by the end, he was fine. Yeah, they, they pulled out of the coma, and it was a voiceover right. bit. It wasn't even like they saw him at the rest of the movie. Right, because the reason for that is, and I found this out not too long ago this week, was that right before this movie was released, the Transformer movie was released, where they killed off Optimus Prime. Right. And people went at apeshit crazy to the point where they actually had to go back into that movie and redo an ending for that movie to make sure people knew that Duke was still alive because they didn't want the same backlash as the Transformer movie. So that's the reason why it's like, and if you look at that, the motivation for the lead character in the J.I. movie, then all of a sudden now makes no sense with Duke being alive at the end. Right. Well, I see, they, they never put, I don't think they put Duke back in the movie. They, no, they there was did. like, there was a voiceover that said, oh, Duke's okay. He came out of the coma and that was it. Like, right. Right, because they couldn't go back and film anything because the movie's already in the can. Right. At, back then in the 80s, animation was tough. So they had to come up with some different thing, and that's where they went back into ADR and basically voice voice work the, uh, oh, no, everything's fine. Pay yeah. no attention. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> but if you watch the movie, you're like, oh, yeah, he's dead. There's no yeah, way, he's, he's There's dead. No way he came yeah. back from that. You know. Right. Um, but but I did get this week uh, the Black Widow movie, of course, um, with that. And then um, I actually I think you told me about this. I don't know if you did or not. Um, God versus Godzilla versus Kong uh, is uh, at. I, I told you about that. Yeah, it's fifteen bucks at uh, Walmart, right? Uh, Best Buy. I got it at Best Buy for fifteen. Oh, okay, well, Walmart they had it fifteen as well. So uh, that's uh, must have been a big sell. Yeah, around, so, right? <laughs> they were like, yeah, we can't sell it anymore. I got to get rid of it. So. Um, and then uh, yesterday as well, yesterday night, um, I watched uh, the documentary uh, Being James Bond on uh, Apple Plus or Apple TV. I did that too. Oh, okay, good. I did, I did it that night, that, that, 
that night after we did the show, I went in, I plugged in, and I was like, I'm going to watch it because it was only like 45 minutes. Right. It's not even like a real hour. Um, all right, so what you think? I mean, I enjoyed it in a way, but I, I it was like I enjoyed it. And I didn't enjoy it. I don't know how to put it. Um, I'm, I'm, it's a bit of a nitpicking because it's basically a lot of scenes of him like doing the movies and stuff, and then them talking over it, kind of thing. Right. It's like what, a, it, what it sounds like. Um, I believe I read an article where it comes from a, a podcast. The discussion that they have, like, it was on an actual podcast, and since the podcast isn't a visual media. Um, they were like, okay, well, they just kind of tied in basically stuff from his history as Bond. You know, like the press conference when they announced him to, you know, like press stuff for the new movie, mm-hmm. No Time to Die. So I, I, I personally, I didn't mind. I mean, I, I was kind of different for me. I'm like, well, why did they, why are we not seeing them talk? We're right. listening to them talk. And I was like, I kind of was like, oh, I remember being, I think if you read the description, like if you actually look at the description of what it's what it is, it really does say that it was taken from like a podcast or like an audio interview okay. between the three of them. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Right. As I said, that, that that's the only thing I can nitpick about it was the fact that I just didn't see their faces. Cause I was kind of curious to see the, like, cause you, you, they, they'll look at each other, you know? And it's just like the look can give you more to telling them what they're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes yeah. like, you know, because because there's a one part they they address the fact is like he's like I rather slash like smash this glass and slash my wrist than do another Bond film because he he's right. like I just literally just fa- you know shot the film and was done and this this wasn't the last one was, I think the one before it uh, that that he was saying that and 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 you're going oh okay right after Skyfall he he they asked him like the moment it was released it's like are you going to do another one it's like and so yeah he he admitted that he was. You know, like he was a little snarky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we even talked about it on the show a couple of times where like his response to being like, uh, I'd rather slice my wrist. It's like, what? But I, I yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was interesting. I mean, I did enjoy it because I mean, like, especially if you because some things I did learn from it that, you know, I didn't didn't really know kind of thing. But I, the the fact that like to me was the whole, keeping the relationship was still good because I know when Cubby Broccoli was around and and uh, Roger not Roger Moore um, Sean Connery towards the end they were they were at odds with each other they didn't uh, well more Sean Connery than everything because he was more vocal about it than than Broccoli was and the two of them would constantly you know he would constantly say stuff and it was just kind of it was sad to see because you go and oh you know I, I figured you know, how many films he did for him. You figured he would be, you know, like just let it go, or whatever. But you know, it wasn't towards towards the end where I think uh, Cubby was about to pass away that he they they talked and resolved it before. Uh, right, they they buried the hatchet right. before. You know, I, I I mean, I guess I I kind of feel like well, Connery was always way more like honest than I right. think maybe he should have been. <laughs> But, I mean, let's face it, if it wasn't for Sean Connery, there probably wouldn't be any Bond movies. And if it wasn't for Bond, there probably wouldn't be a Sean Connery. Uh-huh. You know, like, he had a very small acting career at the time. And it wasn't until, like, the, the, the Dolby Gillis movie where, you know, or, or, that... Toby, Dar- Darby O'Gill and the Little People? Yeah. Okay. It was that, it was that movie that would, made him notice to become Bond. So it's like, all right, you know, I... I I enjoyed it. I thought it was interesting. I also felt like uh, there was a lot of bad 
to me, it always thought there was bad blood between Daniel Craig and everybody because of of him saying, I'd rather slap my, slash, slash, slash my wrist and do another movie. And it made me go like, really? Talk about biting the hand that feeds you. But then watching the, the course of the documentary, it goes, oh, I understand why he said that. And I also understand why he, because he just, how many times he got so hurt on, not on No Time to Die, but before that one, um, Skyfall. Uh, uh, Quantum Solves. <clears throat> right. Um, well, he got, he got, he got, he got hurt in Quantum Solves. That was the first time he got hurt. He, right. He got hurt, but it wasn't, it was bad, but it wasn't until. Spectre. The next, Spectre, where he was pretty much doing almost everything. He had like, his leg was all stitched. Like he, he basically, basically say it like a bionic arm, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, a bionic leg, bionic yeah. Leg. You know, it was like, oh, okay. And hearing him like that big scene in the first in the opening of Spectre where he's walking in that crowd and he's walking from rooftop to rooftop. And it's a really good scene, very Bond. And to hear that he was supposed to be running in that, but he couldn't, I was like, wow, that completely, it would completely, and there was also a writer's strike too. Uh-huh. Like it's when you hear the behind the scenes stories of what, how troubled the production was, you go, of course he's going to have a shitty attitude when they ask him if he wants to make the next one. He just went through hell. Like, I get it. And then, you know, talking about Skyfall with Judy Dench and how, like, you know, her fate, it was... I, I really liked it. I thought it was really good. It was a very good um, show. Like, I'm kind of wondering if, like, it's like, oh, I wonder if that's going to be on the Blu-ray. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be worth it. It really will be if, if it's in the No Time to Die, like, you know, Blu-ray, Blu-ray when it comes out. Cause you go and you know, and, and it it was it was good. It was like, I I did enjoy it. Like I said, it was overall it was a really good you know moment. If you're a James Bond fan and you're kind of curious about the Daniel Craig error, you know it 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 did shed a lot of light on on different things. And just to hear it from their own words from right uh, Barbara yeah. Broccoli, who's the other you know the, the she's control and and uh, mm-hmm. George something Wilson Michael Wilson Michael G Wilson I think it's called oh, yeah. Have. And uh, the two of them are in control of the Bond franchise, and you know, of course, uh, Daniel Craig being James Bond. The three of them talking, you know, it's 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 was just interesting to hear. It was just like, wow, like okay, it, it made, you know, it to me, it shed some light on some questions right. that I had, like like how could I? I remember, I don't rem- like I'm trying to remember. Put it this way: Back when they announced him as James Bond, it was a big deal. It's always a big deal when they mention when they do a new Bond, and mm-hmm. there's always some fanfare about it and all. And I remember the backlash that happened when he got cast. I don't think I'm trying to remember back when when we did the show because I know we talked about it. Um, I don't remember if we were. I think we were of the well. Let's see what he does, like kind of <laughs> kind of thing. And then and I thought. Uh, like, no, I, right I, th- I don't think I don't think we were I don't think we were around then. You sure? No. Yeah, because it was like 2006, wasn't it? Yeah, but yeah, we've been doing the show for over 10 years now. Yeah, but it started in, it started in 2012. Uh, well, maybe you and I had a conversation. We probably talked about it. Well, yeah, we probably talked about it and be like, oh, yeah, well, who cares? Let's let's find out. Um, let's see now you have me googling uh, Quantum of Solace because I'm like. I could. We, you and I, might have talked about it on, you know, on like we've talked uh, probably, you know, in news stories because I'm sure we right. sure came came up in uh, in nerd news quite a few times. You know, we talked about it. I mean, uh, Quantum of Solace was in 2008. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I guess you know, yeah, I guess you're right. 
<laughs> I just remember you and I having a conversation, and our conversation is basically more along the lines of like, well, let's just see what he does because it's a new bond, new era, new time kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I I never I liked all the all his films. I don't. Um. I really liked Skyfall. Yeah. Um. I think Inspector. I think had really had a nice. Um. There's this fight scene. I keep, I get the two of them. They're. Skyfall and Spectre are very closely like in like to me like tone wise because it's by the same director. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a fight scene with Bond and a bad guy in Tokyo, and their room's all dark. It's pitch black, but behind them there's like a blue neon going on. That was um, in uh, that was in Skyfall. It was in Skyfall. Mm-hmm. Okay, because to me that is probably one of the prettiest looking movies for a Bond movie. Like that whole fight scene stands out in my head going. That is probably the prettiest I've ever seen a Bond, like, an action sequence. Like, it's fighting, they're going, they're throwing each other through glass and all, but it's just this, behind the silhouette of this blue neon light. Mm. And it, it was, it just, it's, I'm like, I can't wait to watch that again. Because <laughs> 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 I am now in the uh, GoldenEye, uh, my first Brosnan movie. Mm. Which I'm like, okay, I, I, I'm back on board because I... I made it through the the, the tiring years, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> life, license to kill and living daylights and octopusy. It was getting kind of long in the tooth, you might say. I was getting kind of like, oh, let me just get to the pure. And again, I, I'll say I said it last week. I said again, I own all these movies. I can watch them in any order or not watch a movie if I choose not to. I don't have to watch the I don't have to watch the license to kill to know what's going on in Goldeneye. They're not connected. Mm-hmm. None of them are connected until you get to the Daniel Craig movies, but I'm still going. I could have just went right to Pierce Brosnan. I could just, you know, say fuck Goldeneye and go right to Quantum of Solace and watch all the Daniel Craig movies. But I'm, I'm like, nope. I gotta be a purist. I gotta watch them all. I gotta watch the good with the bad. Right. <laughs> you know, so I can appreciate where I, where I come from. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I'm like, I'm watching Goldeneye and I'm, I'm appreciating. It. I'm like, I, I thought Pierce Brosnan was a good Bond. Um, it was the right mixture of gadgets. Um, he does. He can sell a one-liner as just as good as Connery, and give a, a look in his face just as good as Moore. Like he kind of was like a good blend of both of them, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, so I'm like, okay, I'm back in. You know, woohoo! Like this is good. Um, no, I'm just like, okay, I just gotta get through his four other movies, and then I'm in the Craig era, and I'm like, all right, maybe by the time I get. By the time I see No Time to Die, I'll be all like, all right, I've seen 24 Bond films, ready for 25. <laughs> 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 I, yeah, I, I, th- I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, what else did you do? You said you bought Black Widow. Did you watch it? No, no, I didn't, I didn't have time. Because actually, it didn't come till Saturday. That's the thing. Like, when you buy stuff, say, like from Amazon or whatever, you could right. get it, usually you could get it that day, or sometimes even a day early. Um, right. They'll deliver it because it's just yeah. like, you know, they, 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 they know you want it on release day, you know, because you can go to, like, a Walmart, a Best Buy, a, a right. Target, pick these movies up, right? So, I bought it through Disney, you know. Oh, okay. the, the people that made this, they made this right. movie, right? Yeah, I, I, I would have, you know, okay. okay. I, I didn't get it till Saturday. So, <laughs> you know, it's oh, just... So, so, they gave you the movie the way they're paying her, late. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... No, Ed, we promised you the movie. We just, you know, 
we're going to give it to you on digital first. <laughs> this, we'll let's see. Time. Like, if they send me the digital code first, I'd be like, all right, you know what? That's that's fine. I'll, I'll take that, you know, and I'll, I'll wait for the discs to come in. But it's just like, like <laughs> everything comes Saturday. I'm like, like motherfucker. Like, like you know, like I'm like I'm like you. No wonder you got you know. And it, it, I just get I just get frustrated because I'm like I'm like sorry going I'm like well your hands are expensive and blah blah blah. It's like right. I could have gone cheaper, you know, kind of thing. Uh, and then of course then I find out that the, the you know everybody's going to get to see Black Widow on Disney Plus on October six. So. Uh, you know, okay. if you if you don't want to buy it, you know, just yet or whatever, and you're. I'll be honest. I had it in my hand yesterday. Um, I was at Walmart and I was struggling. Um, I'm struggling and wanting to buy it at Walmart. Um, because there was a part of me going, I like, I the it comes in like a nice red case. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was kind of cool for Black Widow. You know, the whole red case instead of a regular Blu-ray case. Mm-hmm. I thought that was nice. Yeah. Um. But I was also holding like the 4K Ultra Disc one, and I'm like, kind of. I mean, it's it's like, what's what's cinematic movie mode mean? Like, what's that mean? Like, <laughs> they made uh they made it like uh supposed to be like real fancy, and I'm going, well, I I I, I have a, it was like the 4K Blu-ray DVD uh, digital combo, and I'm like for an extra five bucks, and I'm like, do do I want this? Well, if I'm gonna go 4K. Uh, maybe I should go with Best Buy because Best Buy's got Steelbooks 4K movies. And so I put it all back and I looked it up and Best Buy was sold out of the Steelbook one. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'll I'll get around to it. I'll probably just settle in for the for the red one. I mean, I do have a reason why I was I was filling with the Ultra, but I'll get to that later in my segment. Okay. <laughs> so what else you do? And finally, the last thing is, which actually was today, was. I went to the movies. I went and saw. Actually, saw a movie in your theater. Ooh, what you see? I saw Shang Chi and the Ten Rings. And okay, what you think? I have to say, Marvel's Disney Marvel has done it again. They <laughs> they made me care about a character that I had no fucking clue about. <laughs> I have no idea who this guy is. I have no idea who this guy is or care, to be honest with you, before I saw the movie. Right. Yeah, it's one of those type of things. Uh, The the one thing, though, that I think, and I I, I have to say this is is brilliant on Disney's part was, you know, because we got got screwed, basically, in Iron Man 3. Right, right. We got completely fucked over who the Mandarin was in that movie, and... It irritated the shit out of me. I heard, though, they made up for it in this movie. They did. <laughs> and they did it brilliantly. And it was okay. just like, I was like, I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is a movie to worth to see in the theater. If you, if you feel, feel comfortable enough to go uh, into the movies, go see this movie. This right. movie was worth it. It's, it's actually the number one movie this weekend. Yeah, this is the third weekend it's been out. Right. And it's, it it's, it's Disney's basically saying, it's okay, go to the movies. <laughs> okay that's good. it was a lot of fun it was it was easy to follow um you know i i, I you know sip on uh we talked about it. i actually saw him post something the fact that he didn't like one of the actors or actresses in the movie uh because of her voice and i mean i i heard it i kind of got probably, it probably the asian girl aquafina that's the one yes. yep yeah, yeah. Sounds like she's she's like an old grandma that smokes forty packs a day. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, to be honest she's with you, got a, she's. I'll be honest. She's got a little bit of a controversy behind her. Really? Yeah. Um. 
she's um, she's been uh, okay. She's been accused of using a black scent before um, before she became famous, and now that she's gotten a little bit of heat on her career, she's speaking like a normal person. And I mean, and I mean normal person. I don't mean like it to be disparaging. Like she was, she's from New York, um, but she was definitely when she. She made a couple of YouTube videos. Her real name is not Aquafina. That's what she goes by because it's a spoof on the on the the water. Um, but she apparently was like rapping and was definitely have what they call a black set. You know, like damn man, what the hell are you talk about? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> right. You know, and that the moment she was in a bunch of more popular movies that hit it big, that she has completely lost that accent. So she's been kind of under fire lately, more so because she claims in an interview where she posted it in once the time, you know, because you know nothing, anything you post on the internet stays there forever, even if you, even after you delete it. Right. That she would never star in a movie where they wanted her to do an accent because you know an Asian accent because she felt it was disparaging and insulting. <clears throat> okay, but then people were pointing out, going, yeah, but that black accent that you had when you first started your career, where's that at? Like. It was definitely there were people were crying cultural appropriation is the best way I can sum it up. As a as a as a white male, I I, I didn't know about her until I saw some stuff and she wasn't on my radar and so I knew nothing about it. And I, if that's what they're saying she did, then I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the crowd on this one. <laughs> but I do know like the moment you said annoying voice, I was like, oh yeah, she kind of has this kind of <laughs> voice. <laughs> What do you mean? She wasn't the was she the love interest? <laughs> I'm, you can answer that. You can spoil that one. I don't care. You know what? At first, no. Uh, towards the end, it's it's kind of open up question type of thing like, during the movie because a couple times they they say they were just friends in the beginning of it, but then there's like points uh, that you go they got really kind of close, but they never right. kissed in the movie. So you know, take that. I'm just, it's one of those things where kind of like, okay, well, she's got too much heat behind her, like bad heat. Dizzy's going to go, yeah, don't put her in the sequel. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, whenever, whenever that happened, it was too late. Cause it's like you, you, you kind of feel that she is. Cause she, you know, she was, she was in the beyond the bumper, uh, uh you know, towards the end. You kind of feel that, you know, she's going to continue on, you know, unless they recast her like they did with, um, uh, Rhodey. Uh, right. You know, I, I don't know. I bet that they, the the idea of um, her being in more than one movie is is definitely there. So I I, I think she will be if she, if uh, the, you know, so, but that's you know. I mean, it is what it is. I I mean, I don't you know if she's acted well and she was okay as a character. I mean, all right, that's fine. Like I don't know. I think that someone who gets paid way more than we do will make that decision. Right. <laughs> right. right. Uh, but the thing is, Ben Kingsley is in the movie. By the way, I just wanted to add that okay. real quick. And right. the way they the way they fit him in it was just so brilliant and funny. You know, it was it was it was great. I mean, it, it's it's that perfect. It was that perfect redemption. I think for him, yeah, it, like, it, it tied it up. So like, if you didn't see that, because now his character arc in Iron Man three, he goes to jail. But in Thor Dark World, there's a, a, mini, a, a mini movie with him in it where he gets broken out of jail and because the real Mandarin wants to speak to him. Right. So, and that's kind of how that kind of ended, you know, but uh, all right, that's nice to know that he's in it. All right. Okay. 
yeah, it was like I said, it was definitely worth the watch. I'm not gonna spoil too much in it, you know, onto onto it. I mean, I, you know, if you want any questions at all, but uh, uh, it, it was, it, like I said, it was, it was like because you, I'm like, I know, I don't know the Eternals, I don't know Shang Chi, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of apprehensive about seeing these movies. And my wife's like, you want to see it? I'm like, it's a Marvel movie, I cannot not see it. I have to see this movie. Yeah, right. you know, so. You know, so we went and, you know, we were only a few of us in the theater because it's like I said, it's the third weekend and, you know, it was Sunday afternoon. It was kind of boiling down, I guess. But the, like, again, I just saw on the online that it was the number one movie again this weekend. Um, but like I said, it was it was I could see why I could see why people okay. went and saw it like and then telling other people to go see it because it was definitely one of those movies that you're going. It's 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 kind of like the old best way to put it it's it's like a modern telling of like one of those old like you know like remember oh, you used to watch those japanese kung fu movies yeah they use wires it's crouching tiger hidden dragon type fight style yes and but yeah. it's kind of like those old 60s 70s films that you would see on a saturday morning after right. cartoons like kung fu theater you know right it's a bruce lee movie right it's game of, it's you know it's like oh here's a fight <laughs> <laughs> You know, jumping around, you're going, there's no way a person can run across treetops like that. Right. You know, but you know, it's like, I used to call it a crouching tiger hidden wire. <laughs> you know, yeah, it makes I, sense. No, nothing wrong with that. I mean, if the action's good and it all, like, I mean, let's face it, nowadays, anything that's got a, a stun in it, chances are they're probably not even really there. It's probably a digital double. So if they're doing wire work, good for them. I right. Mean, and it's it. And it's, it's, it's work for the Matrix. Right. And it, and it's, it really, it really, like, I mean, like Disney really upped their game on that with the whole, you know, uh, uh, wire work, you know, kind of thing. You, right. you know, and it, it was just brilliant. It, you know, the fight sequences were great. You know, it was just, it was an all around, like I said, good solid movie to watch. It was, you know, it was a lot of fun. And the ending, the ending was, you know, you you could tell where it's going to lead off. You know, lead off further in the cinematic universe and you know the Marvel Cinematic Universe and also the. Like the the sequel to uh, to a, you know the next movie because you know at the end it does say you know there will be a second Shun Chi and the Ten Rings movie or something like that or they'll be back or something like that so you go okay. okay so but it was fun it was it was great but how about you sir what did you do this week I had kind of a, an interesting week um, <laughs> I let's see where can I start well I mean I we did watch the um, Bond I watched the Bond things we talked about that. Mm-hmm. I'm um, looking here and get my notes up, Ed, because, you know, I take notes now. Because, <laughs> you know, uh, all right, let's, uh, all right, well, let's see. Um, this week was my conference for my job. Oh, okay. Um, this, last time we, um, last time, everyone's, well, people who listen to the show know that I work for a, a video store company. Um a video game company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so every year as a manager, we would go someplace for a conference. It's, I call it the Kool-Aid drinking fest, um, <laughs> where they, where they, you know, they talk about like, Hey, this is how great we're doing. This is how great you guys are doing. Woo. Isn't it great to be working here? Woo. It's awesome. And here's, here's something for you. Here's a little something for you. Here's a little something for you. And you go, Oh my God, it's awesome. Woohoo. Glug, 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 glug. Now we'll go back to the shitty workplace. You know, <laughs> 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 you know, so, but you go, but you go home with cash and prizes, mostly prizes, never really cash. Uh, you get paid to go, which is nice, uh, and you get you know like a little food card when you go to these things. Uh, the first one I went to was Indiana, Indiana, 
and then I went to Tennessee, and then I was supposed to go back to Indiana, but then they closed my store down, and I got you know uh, a severance package because COVID happened, so they weren't going to move me to another store because they closed all the stores for a time being. When I came back, I was uh, assistant manager, so my manager in the conference was virtual. Um, mm. So, and they didn't really know what they were doing. Uh, I'm glad because I wasn't a part of that. My my manager at the time, she was apparently going to another store to watch these video presentations. Excuse me, that's kind of what they do. They have mm. like a like usually live. It's like you meet in a big giant building. There's like five thousand of us, and then it's, the head honchers come out and tell you what the plan for the year is because the holiday's coming up and they want you to get, you know, in the right mindset to be like, to go forward, big selling part of the year. This is what we're looking forward to. This is what you should be looking forward to. This is what to expect as far as games, consoles, if there was any consoles coming out the year, which there wasn't, um, you know, it's like <clears throat> they go, come on guys. And this is where we are as a state of a company. And it's like, yay. The company that I worked at hasn't really been in a great state of financial state in quite some time um mostly because of you know digital ser- digital services um bad customer support just it's it's never really been the perfect thing i would think um, mm-hmm. i would say uh so they usually try to um mask it or the first one i went to they confronted it head on it was transparency 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 and they talked very candidly about some of the issues that were they that the company faced as like a like as if the the company was a person uh you know like they really tried hardcore like you know talking about salaries and lack of you know incentives and things like that um which is all well and good but then the next year whenever one of those people who were there on stage or fired or quit you know <laughs> and you're like that seemed like a whole lot of nothing. Oh, look, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Okay, so what are you guys going to tell me? Oh, this is fascinating. This is interesting. Okay, so you're going to be, you're still going to try to be transparent, which is nice. Um, then you got this guy coming who's supposed to be the head of this, and he came come from this background. You're going, okay, okay. Pandemic hit. Okay, you want to keep us open because you think we're essential workers because we sell keyboards. Okay, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> you know, like that seems very. You care about the health and safety of your employees and your guests, but you're still staying open during a pa- mass pandemic. This is very early on in the stage, too. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I was my stores already got the words and they were closing. So all I had to do is, I had to suffer through that kind of nitpicky stuff for like maybe like a couple weeks. Um, but at the time, too, I didn't know if I was going to be transferred to another store or severanced out. Mm. I fortunately was severanced out. I'm going to say, look, in hindsight, it was probably better that I did that because uh, I got to relax for a few months, get married, collect some money, and then get called back in at, like out of reserves. Be like, hey, you want to come back? And I was like, sure. You know, um, but I missed last year's conference. Now, between that conference and this one, a whole new change of guards, you know, not only a whole new change of guards, but then, I don't know, um, there was a little stock issue, if you remember, earlier in the year, mm-hmm. um, where everyone, where the person the person who told him to keep us open during the pandemic, he decided to leave the company after cashing out his stock shares um, while being there, and wound up walking away with, like, uh, I think it's pop common knowledge so it's not he had like a hundred and almost 160 million dollars <laughs> on 
on which was funny because at one time the stock was worthless hmm. um virtually worthless i think you could i think it was like almost down to like maybe like two bucks a share hmm. and then the the stock thing the the whole let's fuck over the you know the people and let's let's buy all this stock and not sell it so the stock wound up being like almost like four hundred dollars uh like <laughs> a share and then that's when the guy says like i'm retiring cashing out my money see peace out bro <laughs> 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 you know so then and then the new people come in like the new owners um the, the guy who's kind of the controlling interest i guess you might say is the best way to put it he comes from a um online retailer he used to run chewy.com um and then when he came on board people were worried that they were going to be we're going to try to be more online that we're going to close up like so a mass exodus of stores because now he's bringing on teams that he worked with before in social media and behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff and then they go and they decide to sell off a chunk of their stocks to get almost like 350 million dollars in revenue to put back into the company. Now, of course, I'm going to say it's, you know, it's like, wow, that's really good. You know, like I, some stores got, you know, needed new things. Like I got newer phones, you know, which was nice. Like, oh, I earned phones. Awesome. Like, I think I still got bad reception, but all right, whatever. Like, oh, I got a new, I got a new PC out of nowhere. Thanks, guys. I, I they were just updating your, our, 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 our hardware. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't get like a complete overhaul of some other stores did, but it's nice because, you know, it's a little, it's like, oh, you notice poor little me, I appreciate that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so this year's conference, you had, it was going to be virtual again. I think they were supposed to go to Indiana again, um, but they decided because of the Delta variant and because it was still not really sure how safe people were going to be, mm. they decided to do it virtually again this year. And give you the choice, either do it from home or do it in the stores. I chose to, because I have a decent internet connection, to chose to stay home for two days, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. It was like from 11 a.m. to about 7 p.m. at night um, at my conference. And it's basically me. As Ed, right now, I'm going to tell you what I'm wearing. I'm wearing a T-shirt, sleepy time shorts, and I'm sitting in front of a laptop with a headset on. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much how I spent my conference time <laughs> in shorts and a t-shirt. Normally, I'd be walking around, t- you know, with the, with a group of people. Here, I'm relaxing in the comfort of my own home, just sitting there in my skivvies, going, "Yeah, tell me about the Far Cry Six. I'm really interested." <laughs> <laughs> but of course, you know, during the, I mean, but you have to. You're there virtually, um, and they had like a, a virtual campus, so I had like a little avatar. It was it was kind of like The Sims meets Second Life meets you know, low budget Sims two kind of thing. <laughs> um, it wasn't anything fancy, but it got us into these virtual rooms where there's, you know, video screens, basically them streaming YouTube videos about like their product. And some also made, um, obviously by the new bosses again, new, meet the new boss, same as the old boss kind of thing. Um, and you have to watch these like videos of like, Hey, this is where we are as a company and this is what we're doing. And, and <laughs> right out the gate, they're talking and the guy is like you know you know we re we reinvested money into the company and doing all this and i'm like whoa 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 slow down like we're now he basically tried to pat himself on the back for being cash positive to be able to help revitalize some of these older stores that needed new equipment 
Hmm. And I sat there and I looked at the screen because no one's around me. I'm going, wait, so you're trying to take credit for the stock thing? The money you got basically is because a bunch of yahoos decided not to sell and crank up that thing. I mean, like, good. Look, look, you made a, a huge windfall of profit because you sold stocks to, you know, put a new positive cash flow into the business. They're trying to revitalize it. That's what a good business plan sounds like. Mm-hmm. But you have to at least acknowledge that you never would have been able to do that had it not been for the wackiness that ensued earlier in the year. Right. It was like they didn't even mention it. But everyone in the room was kind of like, you just kind of go like, really? That's what? You're taking credit for that? <laughs> like, am Anybody else think that's weird? Like, <laughs> but of course, of course, I'm by myself, and I'm just kind of like chuckling, going, "Oh, I see how this is going to go." You know, um, then it wound up being like um, your standard, like, "Hey, here's from Ubisoft. Hey, don't forget, Far Cry Six is coming out in October. This is what you guys look forward to." Um, it was not as thrilling as being there live because when you're there live, you're, you're there with your coworkers and fellow staff members, and you're kind of like you know having a good time. I enjoyed my time being home because I was able to kind of not go to work for two days, just kind of sit here and relax. Right. Um, but, I, you know, I mean, I got some interesting stuff accomplished that time. But, Ed, Tuesday morning, day of my conference, right? Mm-hmm. I'm walking the dog because I wanted to make sure the dog was out and get a nice little walk before, you know, I had to settle in and watch a computer all day. Right. Because um, she's kind of needy. You know, she's, you know, a little doggy. And wants to, you know, go out and take walks. Um, I get a text message that for those people who are interested, and this goes for you too, Ed, uh, who are interested in, in the newer systems, my store has, well, my company has a pro card membership. And what they're doing is that they're they're sending out an email when they restock their supplies to the pro members mm-hmm. to be able to say, hey, between this time and this time, you have an opportunity to get uh, a new PS5 or a new Xbox Series X. Um, go online. Good luck. And you got this time to do it before we let social media know. So right before, like around 1030, I get an email, we get, I get a, a text message from one of my coworkers with a link like, hey, they're planning to go live. I didn't get the email. I got it like through like my guy said something to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. And I'm sitting there going, that kind of well, okay. I mean, I, I can't go perusing the internet while I'm at my conference. Fortunately, my wife is off. Stacy's off today, so I'll let her know. Maybe, maybe. And I, a part of me is like, well, I'm using a laptop, so she's gonna have to use the phone if she if we try for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, well, I'll, I'll bring it up and I'll ask her. Um, and she, you know, she sat there. I think with two phones, she had everything all set up because she's a pro when it comes to like launches online. Mm-hmm. She's she's professional and she's like I think within like 10 minutes after it, it went live she's like yeah I got you one I was like what wow so, so it was like a bundle package of the PS5 NBA 2K22 you know how much <laughs> I love my NBA games right <laughs> the Ghost of Tsushima director's cut oh wow um, uh, and uh, a $50 gift card and a one year subscription to the PlayStation Plus which I've already a member of, but it just adds another year on to my already existing plan. Right. Um, so I'm like, awesome, this is great. When do we expect to get it by? And they said, I know from the company, we have 
we got this new um, distributor out in New York, Pennsylvania, which I think we talked about it at some point. Um, it's just like this massive thing where it's supposed to cut down travel time to almost like max four days. Wow. And I'm sitting there going, okay, well, that should be, and you know, just keep an eye out. You know, of course, the two of the things, like the $50 gift card and the PlayStation Plus was digital. So I pretty much got it like a little later that day. Like, I think like the next day after the order was processed. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, well, your system should be coming on like a week later. And I was like, well, you know what? That's fine. Because at the time it said, it could vary because it's coming if it's coming from Texas, it might have to go through any of the places, the states that were impacted from Ida. Mm-hmm. You know, so it might be difficult or it might take longer to get there. Um, so I'm like, all right, well, it is what it is. And I was kind of concerned because I don't live in the greatest of neighborhoods. <laughs> so the last thing I want is a package to arrive on my door while I'm at work and it's going to sit out there for five, six, seven hours. Right. Right, you know, the last thing I need is going to be like, oh, I have my hands on it, and all of a sudden now it's gone because somebody decided to walk by and go, oh, look, a package. Let me go take it. You know, <laughs> Christmas so was, came early for that guy. <laughs> right. So we were going to try. At first, it said it was going to go through UPS, and it was like, okay, well, I was waiting on a tracking number to see maybe I'm going to have it delivered to the store, or maybe Stacy's store, or maybe my sister's house. Like, some, trying to think of alternate plans, or even like a drop-off site. Right. You know, because sometimes or keep it at it. And keep it at UPS, you know, and I could just go swing by at a later time, you know, and then, you know, Tuesday goes by, Wednesday goes by, Thursday goes by, and then Friday comes by, and I'm like, it still says it's supposed to show up next Friday. Well, Stacy looks at another email, and they're like, she's like, no, it's actually supposed to be delivered today, today meaning two days ago, um, on Friday the, um, what day, what was it, uh, 17th, 16th? Yeah. Um, and I was 17. like, oh shit. Right, and I was like, oh, shit, well, we got to go to work. Um, maybe we can now divert it. And I just came back in the house like 20 minutes before she came across this realization that I was probably I was, that I was looking at the wrong email for the tracking number and all that stuff. And we tried calling, and it was coming by FedEx. So she was like, well, let's call FedEx. Maybe we can have it because there's a drop-off at like um, a grocery store that we can have it dropped off at. And we call, and they're like, no, we can't divert it because it's already been delivered. And I was like, what? And I was half-dressed. Ed, you never seen Fat Sean fly down a, a flight of stairs with his jeans half off his ass to make sure it's... Actually, I've seen that. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, it's here. Is it here? Because I just came in the house, and I swore I saw the FedEx truck coming up the block, but I didn't think anything of it because at the time I was clueless. Yeah. I'm waiting for the, you know... So I, I run outside, open the door, and there it is right in front of me. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's here. Yay. So I go upstairs. I'm packing, and there's, you know, my system. I got the two games. I'm like, this is awesome. Look, I got to go to work now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was like, that's okay. You know, I'll just work all day long and come home, like, around 10 o'clock at night. We're leaving at noon. <sighs> all right. You know, I, look, I waited a little while longer. I can wait just a little bit more. I know it's safe in the house. Just waiting there. I could hear it calling, going, turn me on, turn me on. <laughs> so I get home, I unpack it, I cleaned off everything, you know, make sure that, because it's, 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 it's a big machine. Right. Um, it's long, it's very, it's very wide. Um, and it's like, it's obnoxious. Stacy said it was obnoxiously big. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's, it's got to be because it's got a lot of power to cool off, you know, right. you know, all those fans and stuff. So 
we had to kind of redesign some of the stuff in the house in the room to make sure that it fits comfortably on the uh, countertop where you know where my TV's at. But I, I got it plugged in. I, I was trying to move all my stuff in the PS4 because I got games on the PS4 that I'll play on the PS5. Um, so I spent like Friday doing that, and I didn't get far because it was going to be like, okay, I brought a, uh, I get super technical, a land cable to link them together to help to transfer. The transfer still was going to take like 14 hours. Um, and it looked like it was going to eat up my entire hard drive on the PS5. But I'm like, you got to be kidding me. What? Because it's a one terabyte drive, but actually more like more like 850 gigs of the operating systems and stuff. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, let me just take... By the time I was like Friday night, I was like, you know, I'm too tired. I'll solve that riddle Saturday. Like when I come home, Saturday I work until 5. You know, it's, it's a shorter day, so I can come home and like settle down and try to figure it all out. And I did, and I was able to load up, you know, like I, the games, I, like I said, I did get the Ghost of Tsushima, I did get NBA. I also bought, um, since I had the $50 gift card, I bought Ratchet and Clank, the new one, because I heard that it's a PS5 exclusive, and I heard it's really, really good. Um, and I was like, okay, well, let's go start installing some of this stuff, and, you know, let me take some of the stuff, and I'm honest, right now, Ed, my, my hard drive is full. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, how is this possible? Like, it didn't seem like my PS4 was full, but then again, I also didn't add on, like, three more games over the course of, and it also comes it does come preloaded with a game um, to help you understand how the controller works because the controller is a little bit more sensitive with haptic feedback where you have to kind of like pull the trigger hard to get like it's it's weird it's not put it that way okay um, but outside of that and I haven't really last night I tried to set up uh, and play NBA 2K22 because you know I gotta be able to get my be my basketball game going on eh, you know especially when Stacy's sleeping because she hates the squeaky noises of the, the sneakers <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't get far because again I, I was tired I'm like oh you know I got a couple days coming off I can maybe enjoy it then um, but I also like I said I put Ratchet and Clank and I also got this this total destruction or this, this demolition derby type live game it it's kind of for me. It's like I wanted to try it out because I think it hurt it. I don't know if it's good or bad, you know. Um, it looks good visually, I'll be honest. Mm. Uh, but I mean, I don't really. I can't. I would love to be able to talk in detail more about like more about it. But I really haven't had much hands on. In fact, I, I'm probably tonight after we get done the show, I might have to. I gotta pretty much. I think I have to erase the PS4. Um, I don't know what to do with it at the moment. I thought we had someone who was interested. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence about things. I can only do so much things, so many things with it. Um, uh, let's see. Um, Stacey and I did watch a documentary, though. Um, I don't. Uh, it was. It's called Lula Rich. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, let's see how best way I can put it. Ed, let's play a game. Okay. Okay, I'm going to say, I'm going to describe something. And I want you to tell me the first thing that pops in your mind. All right. Okay. Um, Ed, I sell a product. Okay, we'll just call it like clothing. Okay. You really like the clothing that I, I sell. Okay. And you want to, you buy it. You're like, oh my God, this clothing is awesome. 
how and I'm like, well, Ed, you know, I mean, if if you, you all your friends are talking about it, that's incredible. You know what? How about this? What if I sell you a stockpile of those clothes at wholesale, and then you can sell it to your friends, and then at uh, whatever price you choose, then like here's what the what we usually sell it at. You can sell since you're buying it at let's say Ed, let's say my clothing, my T-shirts cost twenty five dollars for you to buy but because you're buying it wholesale i'm gonna give you a bunch for 10 bucks instead mm-hmm. you then can turn around and sell it to your friends and make 15 dollars in profit mm-hmm. well more like 10 dollars in profit because i'm gonna want a little share of your money because technically your money is my money because i i deserve a little something for hooking you up mm-hmm. right now ed you can buy as much clothes as you want but unfortunately like we're gonna have to you know you have to to work for us you have to buy your inventory so to be a part of this team you've got to give me about eh, let's say five maybe ten grand out of your pocket to get the inventory but don't worry you can be able to flip that right around you just have to you know do some certain you got to hustle and you got to sell and then the real money ed though is if you have friends that really like this product you can get them to work for you and they can buy your stuff wholesale. Mm-hmm. And then they can, you get a little bit of, they'll sell their shirts for like 10 bucks, you know, you know, $25. And you'll get five bucks of that, 10 bucks out of them or five bucks out of them, but we'll still get five bucks out of you. Mm-hmm. What would you call that? Uh, pyramid scheme. You, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> But Ed, it's not that. You know why? Because you have something to sell. Like the more you know, it's it's you're you're selling a product, but 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 you're making more money on the people that you recruit, to a point where you don't even have to buy. You're buying the inventory to sell the inventory to the people under you, and and you're just pocketing the profits of their work. But we get a share too because you bought it from us. It's and and. I was why we were, and it, it really it's it's a pyramid scheme, but it's a four part episode. It's a four episode um, documentary on Prime, uh, Amazon Prime. Fascinating to watch, but what's more annoying is how fucking people just want to deny, deny, deny that they're a pyramid scheme. <laughs> it, it was fascinating because, and look, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna be 100% honest, Ed. It seemed to be happening to a bunch of white girls, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> it's 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 fascinating because we're watching this and it's like, oh, women empowerment. You can be your own boss. You can you. It's like, oh, you know what? You want to spend more time with your family, right? Well, why don't you do this as a side as a side hustle? You can make look how much money you can make, and because you're working from home, you get to spend all this time with your family. How awesome is that? And now some people are bringing home like ten thousand dollar commission checks based upon their like. There's a a tier they would call it. <laughs> Let's, they were calling it a tier, but let's face it, it was a pyramid. Huh. You, know, like you have the one person like underneath the head honcho. There were uh, mentors, and under mentors there were trainees, and another trainees was like you know one put it one person put it. You can only go. Like eight tiers down before it's the entire population of the of the world, right? You know, um, 
because that's how they work. You tell two friends and then so forth and so on and so on. You know, and then next thing you know, like everyone, you know, the problem is if you're the person, if you're the only person in your area and you're hustling and then you recruit those people, then you just, you just created your own competition. You know, so you have to work twice as hard because now you have competitors. It could be your best friend, Becky, from down the street, <laughs> who's now your competitor. Mm-hmm. And now you have to work twice as hard. So now all that family time that you were promised or at least you were told that you would get now becomes null and void because all you're spending all your free time hustling because you're getting rich off of these people's by getting, oh, here's a $10,000 check. Here's a $120,000 check for the month. Like we're talking like six figures a year based upon just commissions alone. So needless to say, it kind of folded in on itself a little bit because the product started getting kind of shitty. Um, then they were like, um, they it was one of those, they say that their, their corporation just blew up too fast, too quickly, and they didn't have the infrastructure to handle that kind of growth. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the case. Not at all. It was, and when you when you see the two people talking about it, when you see, when you hear the two people talking about it, it, it how out of touch they are with just reality in and of itself. Like, it's just like whenever, whenever there was a moment, because there, I kind of felt like this documentary was made for them to try to damage control their own shit. But unfortunately, a good documentarian had people who used to work for the company, who still work for the company, and even had the people who owned the company in this documentary. Mm-hmm. And it was... The people who own the company, how fucking clueless that they are. Now, or not clueless, but they're obviously how they're willing to deny that they're a pyramid scheme because it's called um, something something management. They they wouldn't call it a pyramid scheme. It was it was because you can't because multi level management is what it was called. Mm-hmm. Because you're a manager, you manage your own business. You know, and if something goes wrong and you're not selling enough or you have a problem, that's, don't come bitching to us. You're not hustling enough. You're not putting enough effort in. They actually were encouraging women to sell their own breast milk to, <sighs> to, to, to have their inventory, to be able to sell that inventory, to make more money. More mo money, more money, more money. Wow. It was fascinating. And then, of course, every time there is like they cut to like, oh, we never said that cut to them on camera saying it <laughs> you know, it was just this this moment of like and then when they get cornered into like having to maybe just maybe go you know what looking back you're right we did fucking we did fuck up we did we did a lot of things wrong maybe we were it was oh that person really just doesn't understand this oh I don't know I don't know why, why would you call it that I really don't know is that what that is like Dude, come on! Like you gotta watch. It's, it's it maybe is like four and a half hours long, but it's uh it's chewed up in like four episodes. Because mm. I think the first one was like I think the first one was like a half hour just to give you a taste. Because <laughs> <laughs> by the end you're going, these guys are fucking it. Like, what the hell? Like this is interesting because it, it and it does have a lot to do with like you know like Facebook Live and Facebook people getting together in groups. You know like to be able to kind of find a there's a lot of people out there who give up their careers for, for their families and they feel a little lost and they feel like a little like I'm not contributing enough to my family 
this would help make ends meet maybe mm-hmm. and and most of the time it doesn't most of the time like while you if you get in on the ground floor on a pyramid scheme and you'd say you're like the second or third tier yeah you're making a lot of money you're not making the money but the people who are the tier under you or tier like under on like the ones who are buying that inventory let's say you're five thousand dollars you 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 spend five thousand bucks to get this inventory and you sell maybe like three or four pieces you're stuck with that inventory you know and at the time the Lula Rue was just like, well, you're not. That means you're just not working hard enough. <laughs> you know, you you know what you need to do. You need to get yourself some more people to work under you and sell that to them, so that way you don't have to worry about it. But don't forget, after you sell that, you need to buy more inventory. You now to keep that flow going, because you want that money. That money is going to give you opportunities to spend more time with your family. And a lot of these women are like, I have not spent any time with my family because I'm too busy hustling. You know, and they were apparently they were throwing money at like because they, they would have their conventions too, just like any corporation usually does. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Oh, the first corporation they had fucking Katy Perry at performing live." <laughs> like, and then they had Kelly Clarkson at one, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there going, "What? Get like Mario? They're one of their first convention. They had Mario Lopez at the door." greeting people and taking photos with them and i mean let's face it this this core group of women that were eating this drinking this cool like like nothing are from the saved by the bell era so to get to meet mario lopez who at the time really wasn't i don't think he was on extra i think he was still <laughs> like he was still like oh that guy from saved by the bell right you know so they hire him to kind of greet meet and greet people and then right away that propels all these middle-aged women or slightly lower middle-aged maybe like in their definitely 30s mm-hmm. maybe you know i wouldn't say that's middle-aged but it's definitely like in it's late 20s early 30s they're like oh my god mario lopez how do we get on board you know? <laughs> and then like the next big thing they had katie perry and then it just it like the last one they had they had kelly clarkson and some guy there's of course there's like not whistleblowers but there's people who left the company that felt like that what they were doing was wrong and there were some people like you had people who were the retailers like the the women who were selling the product mm-hmm. and you had people who were in the home store where it was like I'm working on customer service or they had one of the artists who did the patterns and she was saying that they were encouraged to, they were told they needed to do a hundred different patterns a day and she's like it was like do it was is like I get to do art, but it was like doing art with a gun to my head, because if I didn't produce, I'd get in trouble. Like you know, and then it came to a point where they they got a copyright infringement because I didn't know this, but Ed, you know what? You can take any item off of the internet, and as long as you change it by twenty percent, it's you're, it's not liable for copyright infringement. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That's interesting to know. However, there, a lot of people didn't do that. The artists that were there were just taking shit off of Google Images and just putting it on a pattern and selling it. And eventually, artists were getting together and suing the company. Now, the company had enough money to kind of hush-hush it down. You know, but then there was a big giant class action lawsuit against the state of Washington because the state of Washington was like, hey, we think you're a pyramid scheme. We're taking you to court. 
you know and there's audios and there's videos of, the, of like one of the guys going like look how we have to change perception of people thinking that we're a pyramid scheme how do we do this you know and you're like uh instead of just doing the right thing by changing making changes you're gonna deny 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 and then blame everybody else mm-hmm. it was it was fast it was fascinating the story itself but it was also infuriating when you see the two head people because I'm assuming that it, it, they're Mormons too, and I'm not disparaging any kind of religious thing. But all of a sudden, when they're doing these conventions, they were bringing some of the Mormon ideas into the their lifestyle, mm-hmm. like into the lifestyle. It's like, oh, you're having a bad day? Well, you need to sell more or go to church. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, was, it was it was weird. And then to see, like, the it's a husband and wife. The wife just is a complete fucking dolt just mm-hmm. believes everything or just doesn't want to see the forest for the trees where the husband is oh it's not us it's you you're the problem you know it's <laughs> you're like but dude you're doing this and and there's a moment where you, they they spoilers they have a something the product goes bad imagine that and they're like, well, we're going to give you a hundred percent refund, no questions asked, and people started taking advantage of that. Like, oh, well, this is now my chance to get out of this fucking pyramid scheme because they're going to buy back all my shit, no hundred percent, no questions asked. They're even paying for shipping. Then all of a sudden, almost overnight, it's like, yeah, we're not going to do that anymore. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then when when confronted in confronted in a court of law, they're asking that question, and the guy said said something i forget he's pretty much like denied like oh, i never said that but then there's this long pause and it's the long pause of lawyers didn't say anything he wasn't any say anything but you can sit there and go shit i know it's on paper that we said that this was going to be 100 percent all the time i need to add something <laughs> you know yeah. like you just see him going shit if i don't like you're either lying on oath or you're lying to these people either way you're lying you know, are you telling the truth to prevent yourself from going to jail? But then that means you're admitting that you're lying to the people who are looking up to you and, and buying your stuff. Or are you lying under oath because you don't want to lose the people who's making you millions and millions of fucking money? Is <laughs> yeah. I, I recommend it. Like I said, it, it, things like this, I'll be honest, they don't have the outcome that you would hope for. There's never, pyramid schemes are never taken down by the man. You know, Unfortunately, because they brought in Amway, they brought in the um, what was it the um, Mary Kate, not Mary Kate, actually Mary uh, Mary Kay or Mary Sue, which Mary Kay uh, products, yes, right, right. They bring in Amway. Of course, you know you have to bring in Amway because that's the old OG pyramid scheme. Um, <laughs> that was the biggest one, I think, because it was the most popular in, in in ways like you know you just you everybody's heard of it you know whether right. whether or not you partaked in it or, or or used it or whatever you've heard of it and you know and and i, I mean i think i think i was pitched that like at one time and you're and going there, there are so many times let me put it this way there what i really learned from this documentary is that no self-respecting company would tell you that if you want to join our team you need to pay us money <laughs> like I got my job at GameStop. GameStop didn't say, "Hey, Sean, you know what? To work with us, you need to spend like five grand, you know, out of your own pocket to join our team." <laughs> you know, I there are just there's just it's like oh, 
you want to do this? Well, in order to do this, there's a package deal that you need to. And there, I almost got involved in one when I was uh, unemployed back in like the late 2000s. There was this thing where it's like you were doing movies, like um, movie reviews. Mm. But the problem was that you needed to, you didn't have like a, um, a budget. You had to go buy everything and then turn all that stuff in to be able to get reimbursed and then also paid. But when you sat down and looked at it, what you were being paid pretty much was your reimbursement fee. Like if you listen closely to the to women on the on the on the documentary, it's like, I'm spending this much money to buy the product, but my income from that product is so small that it, it doesn't pay for the next line of inventory. You know, and so I have to use my commission check that I'm making to buy it. And that at some point, there is a sad story of a woman who was like making like like a few hundred thousand dollars a year off of her commissions. And then when she actually had to, she of course, I, I, I you can't blame a company for how you spend your own money. Mm-hmm. But she was buying like she bought a house, she bought like three minivans, like three SUVs, and. In the end, her house gets foreclosed. Her cars get repossessed because of what she did within this. You know, again, you want to feel bad for her, but you also kind of don't want to feel bad for her because you're like, well, you fell for it. You did it to yourself because something was missing in your life that you thought you were being part of a community. When, when, And then when you turned to that community, they turned their back on you. How can you be surprised? You know, you're like, why? I don't think it would happen to me. Of course it does. It happens to everybody who falls down that rabbit hole. Right. Because <laughs> you know? the thing, like, like all those things never work out because the one thing, your your end customer eventually goes, yeah, I don't want to buy this anymore. Like, I, I'm I'm done putting money into this for whatever reason, you know, like type of thing. And then all of a sudden, like, you don't have enough people to continue on. So you... you 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 you're now scrambling, and you still have to buy this stuff. It's not like you know, like you said, keep saying like like you, it's not like it, it ends, and you you it's a, it's a vicious circle. And if the end user doesn't buy anymore, you're fucked. And that's that's right. That's the yeah. end of it. You know, you almost have to have like a backup person to fill in that spot when that person doesn't want to buy anymore. And right, like they were actually trying to even get like in the document telling their telling these women to tell their husbands to quit their jobs so they can help you run your business. You know, it was like, wait, what? But uh, this is supposed to be like a side thing. Like, now all of a sudden my husband's now involved in it and you want him to quit his job? The job that has health insurance, maybe? Like, <laughs> like not once did I hear about any kind of, like, health benefits. And maybe that was designed that way because of the because of the documentary but i think that in pyramid schemes it is about the money that you make you know who does their taxes like if you're making ten thousand dollars a month on commission who takes the taxes out do you does the company have supply you with um you know accountants probably not you run your own business you're you know you're the lead of your own company you get to do what you want to do but when you make that kind of cash you got to do a 1099 did right. any of them fill out a 1099? Probably not. Like, and then they're like, "Oh, I wonder why the government's coming after me because you didn't pay any fucking taxes on that commission." Right. You know, but they didn't. None, that they even talk about that. I thought that on my own. Stacy was like, well, t- "Taxes," and I thought about healthcare. I'm like, "Well, 
who who's who if that's your sole income how are you paying for your health care and granted if, if you're if your commission checks are big enough that you can pay out of pocket for it awesome but there's a lot of people out there who are who are not only scrangling to get that startup cost but then are struggling to try to get that profit back or that that was kind of promised but you know what it's not our fault it's your fault Ed, because you're not hustling enough right you need to get out there but I'm, I'm drowning here can you buy this stuff back no not only are we not buying it back we're going to tell the problem is that you don't have enough inventory so you need to buy more because you need to sell 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 in order to make that money huh. <laughs> it, was, it was it was it was fascinating i was like i said it was interesting to watch and you i don't think anybody in that you kind of feel bad for a couple of the people but ultimately in you don't really feel bad for anybody you just kind of got to get angry because you go like wow this is never going to end like there's like you, they may have had like this company's still around, it's still going, but now it's like you know you have those people who are indoctrinated, like they they drink the Kool Aid. It's like the Manson fucking family. It's like they could do no wrong, mm-hmm. and no matter how much of it. It's like I have a mound of evidence in front of you saying this company is bad. This is what they're doing, not only to you, but this is what they did to these other people. No, that's not true. That doesn't happen to me. So this doesn't happen to me. It doesn't happen to anybody. It must be their fault. <laughs> it's like. <sighs> um. So yeah, I did that. We watched that. <laughs> um. That's pretty much my week. Um. Okay. I do have this week. I, Ed. Chances are we're not gonna have a show next week. I'm gonna say it now. Oh wow! <laughs> really? <laughs> you know why? Because we talked about it before. Um, I'm just playing along for the <laughs> audience here. <laughs> but continue. Please oh, tell us get, why. We're gonna get. I'm gonna. Get, I'm gonna be old man. Old man geekster. Ready? <clears throat> I am at the half century mark uh-huh. and a little more. Um, so I have to get procedures done. Um, one procedure is, a, is an endoscopy where they go down your throat, check your tummy because I have some acid reflux issues. And then the other one's a colonoscopy where they go up your butt to check to make sure you know everything's okay up there too, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm at that age. Right. I'm Mr. Wallet. Can't. I remember doing it all in one day. Now this needs to be stretched out into two weeks. Like I have to get one one week and then another another week. I feel like couldn't you guys have just put them together? Do, do it at the same time. Shove one up one way. Exactly. Shove one and down the other way. way. I'm going to be knocked out for it. I won't know. Right. And then when they touch, you're done. Right. You know, or, or don't we live in a society now where I could swallow a camera and that they can just follow the path from the beginning to the end and get all the information you need? <laughs> like, I would think that there is no reason to knock me out and then shove a tube up my butt or down my throat when we live in a world of micro-technology. Give me a pill. Let me eat eat that. Go about my business. You know, like, okay, Sean, we'll track you here. You know, go have some fun. Take a day off. Just don't do much because we don't want anything to, you know, mess it up try not to eat or eat light but in the meantime we'll just check it all out we'll just follow it through follow it through follow it through no it's got to be the old hey sean you know what my procedure for the colonoscopy is next monday not this current monday the following monday and the reason why i'm bringing it up is because they gotta make me drink this vile crap right mm-hmm. that i have to drink like starting i think like four in the afternoon and I have to drink, 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 like, or maybe I think I start drinking at four, but like after like nine o'clock at night, I have to drink like every half hour, a cup of it until it's all gone. And anybody who's ever done this, 
Have you done it, Ed? No, not yet. Um, mine is coming because my my doctor actually the last time I saw my doctor because I see him a few times a year due to uh, high blood pressure, right. um, like you do, I'm sure. Um, yeah. and, and and he hit me. I'm not fifty yet. Um, but uh, he goes, he goes, it's you know, but well, he he goes, he goes, you know, we we don't have to wait for fifty. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I think we do. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think I want to do this in my youth. <laughs> well, I, but but he, but the thing for me is I I have to I have to figure out how to get back and forth, you know, kind of thing. And and then my mom, I talked to I told my mom about it. My mom's like, well, you know, don't they have that box thing now? You can poop in a box. <laughs> right. I mean, right now, it's it's the the maybe unless you're going to the vet. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's that there's that cola guard box. I've seen the commercials oh, on TV okay. all the time. That's that's what I think. I was like, because that's I, I, somebody I know had that done, and and, and they had a poop in a box. In a box and then shipped it off to some 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 lab there. or whatever. And they had it. They actually called and said they had to do it again because they pooped too much. <laughs> in the box. Imagine that. You know what? You put ten pounds of shit in a five pound box, sir. <laughs> we can't. We don't know. This shit is overflowing. We need you to do it again, but just little baby poops. Like little baby poops, not big massive poops. That's we don't need this much. Do it again. Can't you just take what I gave you? Nope. Can't do it. Too much. Too much. We we're not we're not equipped to handle that much poop. So so you know what? Here's here's a here's another box. Poop again. <laughs> this time we'll take half. <laughs> whatever whatever you poop Pinch it off, put it aside, and then finish. <laughs> but with what I have to do is I have to drink this this, this liquid, and what's going to happen is it's that it's going to empty me out because they want it to be clean in there and fresh mm-hmm. and sparkly, and that means that I have to keep drinking this stuff until I'm, my poop is clear, basically. Mm-hmm. So, I don't want to be doing the show and be like, okay, Ed, I'm listening to you while I'm drinking this stuff, and all of a sudden, in my tummy, and I'm like, Ed, hold on, I gotta, I gotta go poop, and then poop, and then come back. Okay, Ed, where were we? Oh yeah, the new Spider-Man film is like, Ed, I gotta go, <laughs> like, because that, because it's, it's not the first time I've had to take that that stuff, and. It just goes right through you, and I'm going to be miserable. I'm just going to be miserable. Yeah, there's, gonna, there's no, yeah, there's no, <laughs> there's no happy ending to this. No, because when you're like, it's, you've never experienced it, but at some point in time, your body is nothing but drinking and pooping. The moment you drink it, the moment it's coming out, and then your your body just kind of, well, I maybe me, but your body just starts going, I'm miserable. Like, how much more is there in me? I don't. <laughs> Like I'm done. Like and then all the wiping and then your butt gets chapped and then so you got like a chappy ass while you're drinking this stuff and you're going, This never ends. This is hell. Mm-hmm. Like this is what hell's gonna be. Like Sean, you know what? Everything you drink is gonna come out like this. And it's like I don't I don't I don't want this. Don't don't make me do this. And I, I it's like <sighs> like that's the only thing that's why I'm like don't can I have a fucking camera can't you just let me swallow something and let it go about its business like, <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing that's like well it is a camera 
but it's right, not it's a, a camera. It's not a film. Long hose. <laughs> it, it's like really, I need a fucking film crew to look up my butt. Like, okay, entering Sean's colon, take one. Okay, <laughs> he's is he out? He's out. Okay, let's get him nice and slow. <sighs> Make sure he's okay. Get out a little further, a little further. He ain't gonna notice anything. And all the while, it's like, okay, now let's get the get the green screen in, get the get the high wire team going. <laughs> Where's my little gray suit? You know, so you can build a Hulk over me or something. You know, just, <laughs> just, I'm like, oh, Hulk, oh, smash your butt! <laughs> right. Oh my my colon's looking like the eye of Agamotto. <laughs> the eye of <laughs> Doctor Strange is now doing portals around me. <laughs> <laughs> we must contain his shit. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, there's like a one fourteen million chance that his poop won't be clear. <laughs> Give him more of this shit to drink. <laughs> Better yet, they, they you wake up or you know the next day where they call you. Yeah, you got to come in for some reshoots. Right. <laughs> we need a little ADR going on. You come back in. We just need to do a couple, you know, more, a couple lines, you know, come we, back in. <laughs> we, need, we need more clean shots. Right. <laughs> some continuity shots needs to be redone. Right. There's some questions. We, we Test audiences didn't like the plot. So we have to kind of dumb it down for them a little bit more. Or we have to get some extra shots to help them, exp- you know, explain what's going on. <laughs> so i don't look i mean I, I i just don't want to put anybody through that it'd be like you know you'd be cutting and pasting a whole show because i'm going go, oh, oh, I, would, I wouldn't edit it out at all <laughs> you'd just, you'd like, it'd be like a five hour fucking show because every 10 minutes of going ed you gotta hold on <laughs> it's like take yeah. us in the bathroom with you right i'm gonna be like okay ed you know what let me get, let me get my phone it's a laptop I can unplug it. I can take it with me. I can actually be sitting on the toilet and doing this show the entire time. Your, your wife would be like, throw that out. <laughs> It'll just be like, After the show, throw throw my laptop out. <laughs> more like, so, Ed, tell me all about it and just be as slow as you possibly can. I don't want to miss a single detail for the next, I don't know, 10 minutes. <laughs> tell me all about that day. Uh-huh. Really? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, hold on for a second. Wipe, 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 wipe. Uh-huh, sure, Ed. Hold on. Look, 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 look. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, no, Ed. Nope. I... Here, Ed, you know what? You take the news stories right now, because I... <sighs> I got to drop the kids off at the pool real quick. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, I'm, 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 I'm pretending I'm the Plato, Plato Fun Factory. Like, <laughs> like uh, Ed, you know my tummy, uh, shorts. Like, I just, I, I, couldn't do that to you, and I couldn't do that to the audience. I mean, you'll hear all about it afterwards. You know, like that <laughs> next week, that next week's show is gonna be packed full of shit. <laughs> I'll be able to. I will talk about the anoscopy. I'll talk about the colonoscopy. It's going to be old man geeksters. It's going to be like, hey, all those cool hip 20-somethings that listen to our show <laughs> are going to be like, oh, those old fucks are talking about shit we don't have to worry about for another 20 years. Have them all of us. Sooner or later, you're going up the poop chute, one way or the other. 
<laughs> whether you want it to or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there you have it. I'm not going to be a, a no show next week. All right. Just let, just let you know now. I, I'll text you, be like, I'm in the middle of it now, Ed. Uh. <laughs> I want up to date, blow by blow. Right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna do a diary. Oh, I'm sorry, a journal. <laughs> I'm gonna do a diarrhea. I mean, diary. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> the, uh, you know, the journal. It's, oh, it was a storm, dark and stormy night. Nine. It's. 701 pooped for the first time journal entry 722 pooped for the second time 725 pooped for the third time 725 and 30 seconds pooped again (laughs) 807 haven't stopped pooping 9 o'clock oh god when will this end (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 10 o'clock I'm starting to hallucinate <laughs> That sounds like a waterfall Coming out of my ass <laughs> Nothing and, and I stink My wife and dog Don't want to look at me <laughs> The dog's like Can I eat that? It's 2 a.m. I have decided to sleep in the bathtub. (laughs) Soaking. (laughs) 4 a.m. My ass looks like a baboon. All red and puffy. Uh, so uh, there you go. It's 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 no show next week. <laughs> but Ed, I, I I I need to know since I'll be probably spending a lot of time being awake and doing stuff. What movies are coming out? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, glad you asked. Let's do the releases of the week then. Uh, the first one is F Nine: The Fast Saga continues on with the uh, 4K Blu-ray. Blah 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 blah. There's actually a director's cut that's coming out. So uh, look oh, for that sure. one. So. I think, yeah, like I think if you buy one, you get both. Yep. All right. Uh, then we have uh, Cruella uh, is coming out this Tuesday. Um, it's 4K oh, it's, blue. Oh, okay. So there you go. So now you can get on disc if you if you if you loved it that much when you bought. It. <laughs> I know. See, I bought it digitally before anybody else had a chance to buy it physically. All right. <laughs> or I could have just watched it for free on Disney Plus. But the next day. <laughs> right. It's so much kill you. Anyway, <laughs> uh, getting the 4K treatment uh, is uh, uh, Clockwood Orange. A uh, Clockwork Orange is making the 4K run uh, this week. So there you go. Um, <clears throat> then um, a Puffin stuff is making Blu-ray. Uh, this is like the the old 70s. Uh, it's uh, HR Puffin stuff. It, but they call it Puffin stuff. Uh, it's it's uh, from the land of the. From land of the produce, sorry, from the land of lost producers, Sid and Marty Croft comes with a family comedy filled with mirth, magic, and music. After a, a bad day of school, Jimmy, uh, played by Jack Wild, wow, wait, Jack Wild, Oliver, Melody, H.R. Poffins, I guess he was. That's the, the stuff he's been in. Uh, runs in the runs to the shore to play with his flute. 
<laughs> it sounds dirty yeah, now. Yeah, like that's what he's calling it. It's flute. <laughs> like, right away, you said he ran down to the beach to play with his flute. Are you sure it's not Sigmund the sea monster? <laughs> <laughs> but he can't believe his eyes when his ordinary flute comes to life with a magical talking boat appears. He boards the ship and only discovers that it's been sent by an evil witch named Witchy Poo. To keep him prisoner from the f- to to keep his flute blah 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 yeah H and R yeah they just called puff and stuff they didn't call it H and R puff and stuff which I thought was which weird. Is weird because in the description that you said the guy's been in a show called H R puff and stuff. stuff so maybe this is like the like uh, the the OG like the show that spun off into H R puff and stuff. right probably because I because I remember the Sid and the Sid and Morty Power Hour <laughs> the guess where it was H R puff and stuff. Um, Sigmund the Sea Monster, and then the Bugaboos, or the Bugaloos. Bugaloos. The Bugaloos. The Bugaloos. They were like little bugs, but they were like teenage bug, human bugs, and they had like a band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember. I remember the girl in it, you know, because it was two boys and a girl. And of course, as a as a as a young lad, I was like, oh look, a girl, you know. Um, I remember Witchy Poo from HR Puff. I was like, HR Puffin stuff. Where'd it go where things get rough? HR <laughs> puffing stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's Sigmund the sea monster where he had like the, he was like a friendly sea monster, but he had a whole family that were mean and that they were always trying to pick on him. And I think he had like one tooth. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, it's, I'm going to be dreaming of that shit <laughs> now later. <laughs> I'll be sitting there, uh, at, hour 12 pooping. I'm starting to sing. I'm starting to watch the banana splits. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what else is coming out? Uh, the Crocodile Dundee trilogy. Apparently, I mean, a while ago we did mention the fact that there was Dundee in Los Angeles that came out. So now they're doing all three movies in one trilogy set on Blu-ray. Uh, Crocodile Dundee, Crocodile Dundee uh, 2, and then Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles. So... Uh, I know there's another one actually. There's a fourth one, it's like the Mister Dundee or something like that. I think came out yeah, after that. Yeah, it's like him and his son, and yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I thought it was. Uh, I remember the first one. Obviously, it was you know like fish out of water story. A guy from Australia comes to New York, um, finds love. In the second one, the girl from New York goes back to with him to Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's her fish out of water story, but I don't know why because they're already a couple. Uh, so it wasn't as strong. But then they decided to go in for a second round of Fish Out of Water stories where they take him to Los Angeles. Because Los Angeles is drastically different than New York. You know, <laughs> so it's like being in a completely different planet. If you're from New York and you go to Los a- to L.A., it's like, I can't believe this is so strange. Because in New York, it's like, hey, fuck you, buddy. Hey, we get out of the way. In, in L.A., it's maybe a little more, hey, man. Chill out, dude. Have a you salad. Know, yeah, have a salad. You know, some kale. And maybe we'll crash and hit some waves a little later on, dude. You know? So, I, yeah. I don't think they should have went with the third one. I think I saw all three of them, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I, didn't, see, I didn't see Los Angeles. I saw the first two. Uh, and, <laughs> then, and then they have a sports, I guess, because sports are coming back here in, in the fall here in the U.S. Uh, so they have uh, sports movies coming back, making an appearance, I think, first time on Blu-ray on some of these. I don't know, but I'm just going to put them out there. A Necessary Roughness, The Longest Yard, Hardball, and Blue Chips are the movies that are uh, coming out this week. So if you're... Longest Yard, that's the uh, um, Burt uh, Reynolds movie? No, that's the one with... Uh, um, 
Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, yeah, it's the 2005 okay, so, version. So. so it's it's the remake. Yep. Which I'll be honest, still as good as the original. Yeah. It's one of it's one of the few remakes that I was like, oh okay, Adam Sandler's making. I think maybe because Burt Reynolds is in, is in the remake, so I'm I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else is coming out? Um, then we have I Dream of Genies making the complete series is coming on Blu-ray. Uh, so there you go. Um, and then we have Batwoman, the complete second season coming out on Blu-ray and DVD. So if you want to catch uh, Batwoman uh, in, her, in her show. Um, right. The Blacklist, the complete eighth season, is coming out on Blu-ray and DVD. Okay. Um, the Star Trek Enterprise, the complete series, is making a, D, a Blu-ray release. So uh, Ooh, okay. if you're a fan of uh, Enterprise, there you go. Scott Bakula. Yep. Uh, the Equalizer season one is coming out on uh, it's on, the Queen Latifah movie, yep, a show. Show. All right. And uh, they're, they're re-releasing G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, the complete first series. That's the uh, uh, the original 80s cartoon that kind of right. started One the whole G.I. Yeah. Joe. more you know, go Joe. There you go. And that is all for, for uh, TVs and movie. Okay. Uh, let's move on to video games. Uh, we have... Kenner Bridges Spirits, developed and published by Ember uh, Lab for PS4, PS5, and PC, and that's on Tuesday, September 21st. World War Z Aftermath, published by Saber Interactive for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series XS, and PC, and that'll be on Tuesday, September 21st. Then we have Ember, developed by Muse Games and published by Gonzo... Games and sideline amusements for the Xbox One, PS4, Switch, and PC. And then I'll be on Thursday, September 23rd. Then we have Mark, I'm sorry, Merc Warrior 5 Mercenaries for the PS4, PS5. And that will be on Thursday, September 23rd. Then we have Stable for the Xbox One, Xbox Series XX, and PC. And that will be on Thursday, September 23rd. Uh, then we have Death Standing Director's Cut coming out for the PS5. And that's on Friday, September 26th. Then we have Dragon Ball Z uh, Karakroff, uh for the uh, Thank you for the Switch, and that's coming out Friday, September 4th. And finally, Lost Judgment for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S, and X, and that's on Friday as well. And that was all okay. the video games. Okay. Um, I got some I have some news articles. Uh, Ed, we live in a world of remakes and reboots. I don't know if you're aware of that. Really? Uh, yeah, I know. It's it's shocking, right? Um, <laughs> well, which it, which brings my before you start your article. I'm watching these previews, uh, you know, for the movie I saw today, and they were showing, and I'm watching this thing, and it says from Steven Spielberg. So I'm like, okay, Steven Spielberg's making on the movie, like it's gonna be a hit. He he basically remade West Side Story. Yes, yes, yeah, that, yeah. He redid West Side Story. Um, a little bit more. Um, more modern, I guess, for the times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll watch it because I like the original. You know, I want to live in America. Da, 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 da. You know, <laughs> Maria. I just met a girl named Maria. Even to this day, I feel pretty. Oh, so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's yeah. actually from. Is it? I don't know now. I don't, maybe I'm wrong. I, I thought that yeah, was from I, Sound of Music, but that uh, could yeah, be. Yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. But you know what? I will always go when you're a jet. You're, we're always a jet from your first cigarette to your last dying day. 
But da 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 Spontaneous dancing. Pacha! I don't know if you can hear me snapping. That's great. When you're rigid, you're rigid on. So, if there's stuff like that, I'm in. It looked like it. It looked like pretty much a. Cause I'm thinking, are they showing old clip from like the the, the original movie? You know, because actually, first, because it was a feather event actually before that that was showing it, and then they were showing the you know the the basically the remake of like a couple, uh, a couple trailers later. They're watching. Right. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, it looks exactly I not, like. I have not seen the trailer. I, I'll be honest, I don't feel like I need to see the trailer. I know the story. It's Romeo and Juliet set the music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It is what it is. Like, you can't date him, but I love him. You can't date him. I just want to die. Whoa, okay, we can do that. <laughs> like, yeah, I remember a bunch of switchblades, the sharks and the jets, and, you know, oh, <laughs> not, not going to want to watch West Side Story now. <laughs> it's, it's a classic. It's over. I saw that. I think it's my first musical I ever saw. Okay. In, in, in school. You know. All right, go ahead. What else is coming out? Or no, actually, no. You're, you're so you were talking. All right, Ed. I'm gonna. Some of these remakes are gonna be like, really? Who asked for this? Some are gonna get you mad. Some are gonna be make you be surprised. Okay. Okay. First of all, a Shira live action TV show is happening in Amazon. Okay. I, I, a Shira live action. Okay. I, I'm. You know. I'm. I'm, I'm not saying I was not a fan, you know. I mean, I I, I watched He Man, so you know, I just didn't really watch Shira. Um, that's not true. I probably did. <laughs> um, yeah, I, but, um, let's see. Well, there's already Netflix rebooted Shira back in 2018, um, uh, depicting Aurora as a teenager who can transform into the heroine Shira, uh, and the new show scrubs all connection to He Man. And it's currently unconnected to the other Masters of the Universe projects on Netflix. Um, the rebooted series spans for five seasons, basically, including including in 2020 with more than 50 episodes. Um, showrunner Noelle Stevenson has teased that she'd be up for a holiday crossover with Kevin Smith's Masters of the Universe Revelation TV show. Um, but um, I'm trying to get to the part where it's, it's going to be live action. Um, because the live action she series is in its infancy, it's unclear when it might be released. There's also no word of who might be playing she on screen, but then fans can start speculating on their own fantasy casting. So, I'm, expect a she live action show at some point, Ed. Alright. Alright, I don't know if you care or not. You know what you care about, Eds? What's that? The, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Twins sequel. <laughs> You're kidding. Uh, Ed, I'm looking right from Cinema Blend. <laughs> so, but there is a, a sequel in the works. Now, for those people who don't know, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and was in a movie called Twins, where him and Danny DeVito played long-lost siblings. 
apparently they were twins they were trying to create the ultimate male and it was in the form of Schwarzenegger obviously but that cost it didn't cost but there was a side effect of a twin being born with all the negative qualities of a human being and that was Danny DeVito <laughs> and Arnold Schwarzenegger being very he was very sweet because he was raised in a lab very like naive goes to I think it was either New York or Los Angeles because you go to one of those two places um, and he should try to find his long lost brother and it's in Danny DeVito and obviously you know you have a big hulking six foot two guy like Schwarzenegger I don't know if he's six foot two but he's a big dude right. and then you get Danny DeVito sitting next to him comedy <laughs> just oh look they, they are so mismatched as a they're, they visually look like an odd couple Dan DeVito is known for being an angry little dude, and Schwarzenegger is known for being a big dumb dude. Comedy, right? <laughs> right. So someone came up with a long idea with, "What if they were triplets?" Oh man. Okay. <laughs> no. Hence, the sequel is going to be called Triplets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just so you know, Twins came out in 1988. Okay, uh, <laughs> now back in the day, because this has been going on for a while now that this rumored sequel was in the works. Okay, and at one point in time, Eddie Murphy was scheduled to play the triplet. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Uh-huh. See what they're see what they're doing there, Ed. Now I don't know what kind of characteristics that third that third brother is going to have, but Eddie Murphy pulled that a while back, a while back. Okay, <laughs> that sounds dirty. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to let you know, Ed, that first movie scored two hundred and sixteen million dollars worldwide at the time. Right. I, I know, I know, I saw it. I, mean, I saw so, it too. So, so, I, sometimes you don't want to admit some of these movies that you saw, but yeah, yeah, like I, I yeah, not, I'm not gonna deny because how much money it made. Like, yeah, I, I, that was probably some of my bucks. There. I'm sure it, there five bucks of my money went to that. Yeah. Back then, I think 1988 movies were like 450. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a comparison because I know that's how many times I saw Die Hard pretty much six times in the theaters. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which parent equivalently is, I could have bought the DVD back then. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 1988, 18-year-old Sean, he definitely saw Twins in the theaters. Definitely. Probably saw it at the GCC Northeast out there that's no longer in existence anymore because half the shit I go to gets torn down after a while. Right. Even my junior high school. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, here you go. Um, here's how this Ed. They did find the third in this triplets. Ready? Okay. Tracy Morgan <laughs> is set to join Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito in triplets, per the report from Deadline. Oh my God. The comedian will play the serves the third sibling to Julian and Vincent Benedict. In an upcoming movie to be directed by Twins director Ivan Reitman. Wow. Okay. Um, here's the here's Ivan Reitman shared how triplets came about. Ready? Hmm, there's a quote. This whole thing started with Arnold meeting Eddie Murphy, and the suggestion came from one of them. It was I should be a triplet. That could be a very very funny comedy. 
We started a script with Eddie, and after the success he had with Amazon Prime on Coming to America 2, he got himself booked up heavily. And we knew we were going to make it in the beginning of next year. It's been uh, I've been good friends with Tracy Morgan for a long time and always thought he was one of the funniest men in the world. I thought he would make a terrific triplet, and we rewrote the whole script for him. Now we'll go out and try to put the money together to get it made. <laughs> Just, just for the record, Ivan Reitman not only directed the original Twins, but he also directed Ghostbusters Junior, uh, 2011, No Strings Attached. Uh, he shared Ed, he shared triplets was going to originally star Eddie Murphy, but as a, as a third Benedict brother. But since the actor's recently been booked up more projects, including Beverly Hills Cop Four, oof, <laughs> the role was passed on to Tracy Morgan. I'm gonna get the whole face pregnant. <laughs> He's my cousin, I know him. <laughs> by Tracy Morgan. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how I feel about that, Ed. I, I, I mean, I, uh, I just, I don't know if. Okay, how do you, how do you explain the African American child? It, <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna address that because I mean, like, the 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 main thing you gotta think about is is that you're it it's you're talking thirty three years ago now at this point since that right. movie came out thirty three years ago. Okay, right. Those guys are now thirty three years older. Oh yeah, well, they're well in their sixties at this point. Right, and you and right. you so you so you go and can you really pull? Can two old men really pull this off? Hold on, um, I, I, I feel like I, I feel like I'm wrong about that. Uh, <laughs> They're in their twenties. <laughs> no, no, I was like, how uh, old is Arnold Schwarzenegger? Let's find out. Uh, he is 74 years old. Right. 74. Okay. How old is Danny DeVito? I'm talking <laughs> on my phone. He is 76 years old. So, so two, yeah. two. Hold, hold on. Now here's the important one. How old is Tracy Morgan? Fifty-two. <laughs> All right. So he already has twenty years on him. Yeah. So, <laughs> how, so how do you explain a younger-looking triplet? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I say like like because it's like there there's a point where you're going. I, I mean I appreciate you know actors you know because you know thing you see them all the time and you've watched their movies like I'll watch an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie no matter what like like. Well, not no, no. Let me let me let me, let me rephrase that because that wasn't that. That's not what I want. But if say like Commando came on or Terminator or okay, what you're what you're implying is that if you were scrolling through TV at late night and you saw an old Schwarzenegger movie, you'd watch it for a little bit. Yeah, I'd you're watch. Not, you're not you're not actively searching out his newer stuff, but if you stumble across one of his old things, like oh look, Running Man's on. Yeah. I can watch that for a minute because this is line's funny. Right. You know, like, oh, this is awesome. I remember that scene. Like, and then you wind up falling down a well for like 20, 30 minutes until at least a commercial shows up. And then you go, oh, shit, I got to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> or I end up watching the whole thing, you know, and it's just like, right. oh, you know, I, 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 you know, it was, there, there's a reason why I watched it, you know, kind of thing. Where you go, you know what? I don't really feel like watching it with the commercials. I think I have it over there in my collection. I'll either pop it on right now or I'll do it tomorrow and then never get back to it. Right. I've done that too. I've done I have done that as well. But you 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 know, you you, you appreciate those movies and you go, okay, but you go, 
oh, they're going to make a sequel to this movie? And every time they make a sequel that's like 30-some years old, you start to realize, like, those actors aged, and they didn't age well, you know, kind of thing. Because right. they haven't done a movie in X Amendments. Like, like, when's the last time... Okay, Dark Fate, I think, to, to me, was the last Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. And he and he didn't he did look he looked okay in that film you know because like a seventy something year old man you know <laughs> I mean right he's, he's not I'll be back it's more like <laughs> oh I have to go potty like, like oh I'm, oh my back <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know like like when what I watch when we watch a um uh shit uh what's the other guy uh Danny DeVito. Sylvester Stallone. When okay. you watch when you watch one of his movies, like he recently did like an Expendables movie, the Expendables movies. He's yeah, he's filming another Expendables movie, Rise We Speak, or it's already been made. Expendables four. Okay. Yes. So, so I have the first three, by the way, which are good movies. I'm just gonna throw that out there. But go ahead. I'm not I'm not I'm not discounting those movies in any way. I've I have all three. I've seen the first two, I haven't seen the third one yet. But the 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 idea of, of of watching you when you see him fight somebody, you can see him age. You see you see the wrinkles. You see, <laughs> right? He's yeah. not as as spry as he once was. Right. Like I mean, I remember I remember seeing something. In, like, I don't know if it was an interview or was, I think it was I think it was watching the movie, and his eyebrows were distracting <laughs> to me. <laughs> and I think because they were you painted on. You see the hair coming out of his ears. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was wearing a hat. So. <laughs> but the, I, there was, I think it was actually, I think it was an interview for one of the experimental movies or something like that. And he's wearing sunglasses. And I'm like, did he get, did he just get like Botox done? Like, you know, kind of thing. Like, you, right. like there's something about him, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm watching the experimental movies and I'm like, no, it's his eyebrows. It's something wrong with his eyebrows. And I'm like, and I'm staring now intently. I'm not listening. I'm not following the action anymore. I'm following his eyebrows. Because I want to see if they move at all. all during the movie. Because it just looks very surprised that people are talking. <laughs> exactly. And here they're painting on. They're like, paint on. Because he, I think he dyes his hair. I mean, he's probably. Because he's. Ooh, I had to get my eyebrows retouched. I, I, I wiped the, my brow and my eye. I, my, it came off. <laughs> so I had to have, get a little touch up, you know, a little bit of a marker. I try to get them to do it with a sharpie, but they just don't have my tone. <laughs> He's seventy five as well, so you know, so right. this, so you, you 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 see that in in his age, and you go and you know, I appreciate you as an actor star, and I loved you in the Rocky movies, I loved you in the Rambo movies, uh, you know, like, there's the you know like Cobra. You know, Nighthawks. You can go on and on and on with this list. And, you know, all this stuff. And you're going, I appreciate you, but now you need to do something else. Like, look, I appreciate everything you've always done. Like, look, Rocky Balboa will be synopsis with the city of Philadelphia, but a lot of really good movies from my childhood and my adulthood. But there's a moment where we just go, hey, Gramps, maybe you should slow down. <laughs> like, are you – like, I know you've had some high-profile divorces – are you hurting for cash? Because I, I, here's some money. <laughs> like maybe you should just slow down a little bit. But I, that being said, I will watch the fuck out of the Expendables four. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? You'll be seventy-seven. Go ahead. How old is he? Seventy-five. He's seventy-five. You know what? That is three quarters of a century years old. If he wants to hang from a fucking you know roof and be like, go for it. You know. I, <laughs> God bless him. 
I'm saying, if you could, with the exception of his face being permanently exp- surprised, he's still in pretty good shape. <laughs> he was because I remember there was that movie that came out was that oddball movie where he was like like a he was avenging somebody and uh, bull to the head. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, we watched that. I would, yeah, Jason Momoa's in it. And right, everything. he plays bad guy. Yeah, he fights. He does all these fight scenes, and that's that's the thing. Like you get Momoa, this young guy, in you know, fighting. You, you right. get fight Stallone, and you can see the difference. And you're like, oh, I feel bad for Stallone. He's gonna get his ass kicked. Right, <laughs> but he ends up beating you know Momoa, and you're going, that's not how I see the comedy at all. Well, I mean, you know, it's funny that you mention something like that because in the first Expendables movie. Stone Cold Steve Austin's in it, and he plays like the bad guy, one of the bad guys, like the bad guy's muscle. And you get Stone Cold Steve Austin and Sylvester Stallone fighting each other, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, and it's Stone Cold in his prime and Stallone not in his prime, but right. not seventy five year old Stallone, maybe like sixty five year old Stallone. I mean, I don't remember when the first Expendable movie came out, but let's just say it was ten years ago, all right? So. There's a moment in the movie where they're going at it, and Sly's getting his ass handed to him. He is, because it's, it's, you know, the writer wrote it that way, and I think the writer was Stallone, you know. But there is a line where someone's like, "How you doing?" He's like, "I'm getting my ass kicked," you know, kind of like, <laughs> "I need your help." <laughs> I, was, I was like, I always maybe chuckle. I was like, "All right, well, at least they're admitting it." And those movies always seem to be like, "Hey, look, here's a bunch of guys that." clearly have known each other for decades and and in one way or another you maybe you see them in like live like oh look here at the oscars there's sylvester sloan and you know arnold schwarzenegger together having a laugh well maybe not the oscars more like the people's choice award um you know and you're like all right you know like look at them and you know what you've never really seen the two of them in a movie together look here we're in a movie together how awesome is that like oh okay and you get to see that as like a kid you go I always wonder what it'd be like to see if Sylvester Stallone and Bruce Willis and Arnold Schwarzenegger had a moment in on on the big screen together. Right. You know, I mean, it wasn't until the third movie where Bruce Willis decided to be an asshole and get kicked off of the movie or not get invited to come back to the to play. But then they train. You know, they got Harrison Ford to do it. So I was like, all right. You know, I, so I'm looking forward to four. Okay. Just saying. Just saying. It's 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 funny that you mention uh, Nighthawks. First of all, a very underrated movie. I own that on you know digital. Uh-huh. Um, but weirdly enough, Sylvester Stallone will direct Nighthawks TV remake starring Frank Grillo. <laughs> Frank, Holy smokes! Frank Grillo will take over from Sylvester from Sylvester Stallone in Nighthawks limited series. Um. The Purge Anarchy star Frank Grillo. People might know him as I think it was Crossbones in the Marvel movies. Um, he will continue his reign as an action hero in a limited series remake of the Sylvester Stallone neo noir thriller Nighthawks. Uh, the actor, who's best known for his roles in the Purge franchise, the television series Kingdom, and as Crossbones in the MCU, has now confirmed that the Nighthawk series will not only feature Grillo in the lead, but also be helmed by none other than Stallone himself. Uh, this is a quote. We're redoing Nighthawks as a limited TV series. Eight episodes. I'm playing him. He's directing. He's going to direct them, and he's going to he's going to be in it. It's happening as we speak. We're selling it right now. Well, he's selling it. Somebody has to buy it. Or Frank, slow down. <laughs> um, 
For those who don't know, uh, released in 1981, Nighthawks is one of Stallone's lesser-known outings. Uh, it follows the action icon as the kind of hard-nosed character they play so well. Sergeant Deke DeSalva, uh, fresh from mounting a devastating bomb attack in London, an international terrorist, arrives in New York and remains intent upon wreaking further bloody havoc. His preparation is clinical and thorough as he overlooks one thing, the grit and steely determination of one New York cop. Um, back then, it was starring Billy D. Williams, Lindsay Wagner, uh, also Rutger Hauer, along Sylvester Stallone. Um, There's a really good movie. It is a lesser-known Stallone movie, and it is by far like one of my favorites because the ending is kind of funny. Mm. Not funny, but it's it's cool. You get to see Billy D. Williams like outside of you know Lando, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So I, it, and it's got Rutger Hauer, and everyone knows I you know I, I adore Hauer as an actor. Even in these bad movies, I always felt were entertaining. I was like, really, they're remaking that? I'm like, how oh, I mean, no one really knows about it. So it could probably, if you're modernizing it, Stallone's directing it. I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, Stallone's got a neat, decent resume of writing and directing. I mean, shit, the man did win an Oscar, mm-hmm. you know, for his first time out. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I, he's got some skills. Uh, apparently, the, the, I think the Rambo reboot, well, not reboot, but the not the most recent one, but the one before that one, I think he wrote and directed too, and that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the last one, so I don't know if he wrote or directed it. But hmm. All right, you know what? Whatever. I mean, <sighs> okay. Yay. Uh, thoughts, Ed? <laughs> uh, you know, it's <laughs> it's one of the same things where, you know, I mean, like, if, if you get him to direct it, then you're going, okay. And, and you're talking now, like, 40 years ago at this point, you know. Just, you know, and it's, and it's probably, I mean, if, if, they're, if they're trying to sell it before they actually get it done. I'm, did they finish it? I don't, like, I, I missed that uh, part. They're, they're trying to get, <clears throat> basically, it's like Sylvester Sloan's on board. Frank Grillo's on board. So they're trying to, you know, shop it out basically it's like it's an eight ish eight episode limited series so they might look at let's say amazon or netflix mm-hmm. or maybe you know like ruku's trying to is getting into the original show stuff so maybe someone might be interested in buying you know fuck it for all we know hbo max might be interested in it, or, or peacock like somebody's gonna be like well if we can wrangle stallone in this limited series who knows we might have something to bring it on board i honestly i think it'd probably do better on amazon because nobody knows about nighthawks i feel like someone being like oh who cares kind mm-hmm. of thing. <clears throat> only people are going to care about a nighthawks reboot or remake is people who like nighthawks and i don't think there's a lot of us <laughs> <laughs> i mean you'd be surprised how many you know how many uh people do you know remember that movie because i remember that movie you know i mean like do I remember all of it? No, I, I don't. I remember there was like a fan, there was a, there was like a funky car I drove, like like a like an old, very old car. Well, and, I know he drove a very old car in Cobra. Oh, maybe it's Cobra then. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe it is. Maybe the, I don't think I, saw, um, I do. I do remember Nighthawks because I remember he had that beard and he was with Billy D and they, they were like right. It's it's the serious Stallone. Whenever Stallone had like the beard going on, it was very it was a different action role. Right. <laughs> it was um supposed to be grizzly and hard nose. I grow a beard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you 
you know who's grizzly and hardcore people I know their beards bikers Santa <laughs> <laughs> Santa's hardcore so I probably could pull it off it is it was one of those few times when you see like an actor who's mostly clean shaven and put a beard on for a movie or have a beard and you're going, wow, it seems like it's hard to imagine. It's like when you see Burt Reynolds without his mustache. It throws you off. Right. You know Who's I mean? that like, guy? It's Burt Reynolds. Like, no way. Or, or better yet, since he's passed on, Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck for a while didn't have his mustache and people were like, I think his roles cut in half. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Go the stash bag. Right, and he eventually grew the stash back because I mean that's what he's known for. Right, you know it's 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 you just gotta go with what works, you know. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's see what else I got, Ed. Ed, in the realm of remakes, <sighs> this one I don't get. Um, Ed, Whitney Houston, right? Mm-hmm. Diva, got a voice. Mm-hmm. Acted. What's the one role that you mem- you know for a fact that people remember her being? My bodyguard. Yes. They're remaking it. <laughs> Kidding me. Uh, I am not. Whitney Houston's The Bodyguard gets remake at Warner Brothers Studios, written by Tony nominee Matthew Lopez. What <sighs> writing is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> this this is the stuff that always gives me like like they get a writer and like for what for, for what they just take the script and just go okay we're gonna make this change like well, okay well here look okay, let's okay I have not this is from Variety so let's just break this down just for a minute let's be let's be those guys the it's a Tony Tony nominated playwright his mm-hmm. name is Matthew Lopez so right away I, on, I instinctively feel there's gonna be a Latina flavor to it okay okay. Again, seems very, but he's a Tony Award winner, so you're, it's going to have some music in it. So clearly, it's going to be something a la maybe Selena. All right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the story is kind of like your classic story, classic love story. Diva, actress, singer, is gets death threats. They hire a bodyguard to keep close by her. She doesn't want it. He's just trying to, she treats him like shit. He's always nice to her because it's his job. They get close. They fall in love. Spoilers, at the end of the original Bodyguard, because now I have to say the original. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, they, don't, they don't stay together. The girl does not get the guy in this, in this case. He goes on to his next adventure, I believe. You know, he's like this. Not that it wasn't just a job that he, he, was, he cared about her, but he couldn't do this. I don't think he could go on. I, I re- vaguely remember him leaving and her being, that's the reason why she sings the I will always love you. That's his song. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this is the episode where Sean sings and dances his way through the episode. <laughs> I sung West Side Story. Now I'm doing Whitney Houston. <laughs> <laughs> just to let you know that the original movie grossed more than 400 million dollars worldwide in the box office it was considered the best-selling movie soundtrack of all time with several chart-topping original songs from Whitney Houston um, let's see 
uh, Cash is ready to produce. Um, so apparently, Rideback's Nick Reynolds will executive produce. Um, if that means anything, but Lawrence Kadash, Lawrence Cashton of Cashton Pictures, apparently was the writer and producer of the original. Hmm. Um, Dan Lin was attached to the property since 2011, so they've been trying to get this thing going for, two, for since 2000 for the last ten years. Wow. Uh, all right, so which has seen delirious speculation of potential lead cast for years, combos from Chris Helmsworth and Tessa Thompson. The Chanitating and Cardi B have been floating around. Wow. No cast yet has been set for Lopez's script at the moment. Um, <laughs> of course, they, I don't know why Variety needs to tell you who Lopez is, who the people in this article are repped by. <laughs> like, Lopez is repped by CAA, Grandview and Gang, Tyree Ramp. It's like, do you, do you really need Do you want to reach out to him and get. Talk to my people. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, apparently, Lopez's off-Broadway work includes The Whipping Man, The Legend of George, Georgia McBride, other works or something. Like, he's got, obviously, he co-writing the musical adaptation from the classic film Some Like It Hot. Uh, in October 2020, he signed an overall television development deal with Amazon Studios. He's also scripting the feature film adaptation of the novel Leading Man, which centers on the streetcar named Desire and a cat on hot tin roof scribe, Tennessee Williams. So, I mean, all right, Ed. Ex- I don't know. I don't, you can do The Bodyguard. That's a story that's been told multiple times. Right. I just don't know. That song's iconic. And I know she wasn't the first person to sing it. I think it's a Dolly Parton song, I believe. Okay. Um, you know, but Dolly Parton and Whitney Houston are two completely different vocal ranges. But when you hear that song, it's mostly Whitney Houston, and and you can't. I don't know if anybody else could pull that off. I mean, I don't know if they'll. I mean, they probably would not would do a disservice if they even tried to sing that song with another singer. Um, so they're probably gonna have to come up with their own song for the new My Bodyguard. I just feel like you can't touch it you just can't but again you know this is Warner Brothers Studios and they fuck up everything so you know go figure (laughs) (laughs) well I mean I mean that's the same there's some there's some good singers out there I mean the one that's doing the respect movie I can't think of her name right now Uh, um, right Uh, Jennifer Hudson Jennifer Hudson I mean you know she might be able to pull that off she might be able to do that song justice Right. I totally agree there but does she want to do yet another movie where she plays a music, you know, like um, a music person? Like she was in Cats. I mean, <laughs> she's, I guess, you know, but she's had to follow it up with a good movie. I'm hoping Respect is good. But, you know, I mean, I don't know. I feel like, you know, who knows? They'll probably get some unknown person, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Well, I, mean... I, see, I just can't see Cardi B doing that song. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I just you know they, like let me uh 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 what was your name again? <laughs> Cardi B. No. Uh, Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson. Um, Jennifer Hudson. I think she you know like she's probably gonna like because she she did Showgirls. She did this when she did Cash. Sure. So I mean I think this is probably like her you know like her uh 
wheelhouse in a way like like right. that you could pull these kind of like performances off and feel comfortable with it though i i feel that they they'll probably just get some actress to do it at one point just because of chemistry if they can get good chemistry between that and the, the person they, they get for the bodyguard um and and then just lip sync the the song you know like like they, like that's going to be a possibility that you're going to somebody can sing the song beautifully you know they might actually pull the old Whitney Houston song out and go and right. you know we just got her voice you know it was like how how do you beat Whitney you can't you know <laughs> right you can't beat Whitney so let's digitize her right put her back on screen let's do a deep fake <laughs> right but yeah all right well okay since we're talking remakes still <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna make this. Yeah, all my news articles are gonna be remakes. I would say it. I've decided. I got ultimate ones, but I'm I'm falling down a well. Ed, hold on tight. Ready? <laughs> yes. You're gonna love this one. Oh, let's go. Uh, follow link. Come on, go back. This is from Deadline. Flight of the Navigator female reboot at the works at Disney, with Bryce Dallas Howard directing and producing. <sighs> uh... <laughs> it's like. And like, look, I mean, this is bound to happen, and it's going it's, to, we're going to, any movie from our childhood is going to be remade at some point. And I feel like anybody, like, sooner or later, I guarantee you, Never Ending Story is going to get a remake. <laughs> you know, oh, look, Drop Dead Fred remake. You know, there's a bunch of 90 kids out there who are, like, loving some of these movies, and be like, oh, they're redoing Labyrinth. <laughs> no! <laughs> Um, so, as the article goes, Disney Studio is developing a reimagining of its 1986 sci-fi live-action feature Flight of the Navigator with a female lead. Uh, the project that Bryce Dallas Howard is attached to direct and produce for Disney+. Plus. Now, she does have um, good lineage. Her dad's Ron Howard. Mm-hmm. But she also directed some of the most pinnacle Mandalorian episodes, too. Um, if those people who aren't paying attention, she brought. If you see the meme with uh, Baby Yoda or Grogu drinking out of the, the cup of soup, that's her episode that she directed. I think that's her first directing episode. Mm-hmm. So she's she's got an eye. She's got an eye for directing, you know. And so I'm not at all like surprised that sooner or later she would get a feature film out of it. Um, I'm just like, really, Flight of the Navigator? Like, all right, just to let you know. Those people who've never, people like I've never heard of the Flight of Navigator, so why not, of course, remake it? For those people who don't remember, it starred Joey Kramer, uh, Kramer, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Veronica Cartwright. It follows a boy who travels eight years into the future from 1978 and has an adventure with an intelligent, wisecracking alien ship named Max. Uh, Paul Rubens, the voice of Pee Wee Herman, basically voiced Max in the film which was released late in July 1986 and grossed an uninflated $18.6 million at the domestic box office. I wonder why they had to say uninflated. (laughs) 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 I wonder wonder how much it cost to make. Um, I mean, that's not a lot, but if the movie was only made for like 200 grand, then crushed it, you know? But if the movie cost $17 million to make, eh, not so much. Not so much. (laughs) Right. Um, also, uh, it, let's see, it had directed Paramount's big hit. That was Randall Gleiser, who directed Paramount's big great Grease, The Blue Lagoon, 
the project reteams Howard with Disney Plus as a director. Uh, the multi-hyphenated having already na- helmed two episodes of Star Wars: The Mandalorian. If the budget was nine million dollars, by the way. Okay, so it doubled its money. Right. All right, good for them. That's a hit. Back in 1986, that's a hit. Um, the episode. She's also did an episode of the upcoming spin-off series, The Book of Boba Fett. So I, there you have it. I mean, she, obviously she's also an actress because they mentioned that she's going to be coming up in the Jurassic World finale, Jurassic World Domination, which opens June tenth, twenty twenty two. So, I, all right, I, okay. I don't know. That's right. She was also uh, Gwen, uh, Gwen Stacy in Spider Man Three. Just as a reminder. Oh right. <laughs> Huh? All right. I mean, I, I guess like you got that going. For you. So you got that to look forward to, Ed. I don't know. I mean, that's what again. That's that's one of those. That's one of those. That's one of those shows or one of those movies. Sorry, there's one of those movies that's just like, it's not. It's 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 not that. It's a good movie, but it's not that strong of a movie that you go. You know what this needs? A remake. Like, right. Like, but then again, I, you know, it's one of those things where I feel like I agree. But I feel like Hollywood or the people who are in charge are going, what do we have? We don't need original ideas. We had this movie a long time ago. It's kind of quiet. No one's ever heard of it or no one. It had a following. Let's just redo it. Let's zhuzh it up a little bit. Gender bend it a little bit because, you know, why not? Girls need representation, too. And see what happens. We'll put it on Disney Plus. We're not probably won't put it in theaters. It'll probably, you know. But then again, I feel maybe they will, depending on how, depending on how well they want to put money behind it. You know, Bryce has not directed any full-length feature films in theater for for movie theaters, so maybe they'll give her a shot, or maybe they'll let her start off small, like okay, you can direct this feature film, but we'll put it on Disney Plus. You know, I just hope they pay her. <laughs> oh, see what I did there, Ed? See what I did there, Ed? Oh, shots fired! I'm in ScarJo's camp. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just it, it, like I said it, to me it's, it's not one of, those, one of those movies that it was like it, it was for its time it it, yes. it it made sense for its time for the technology we had and and the way to pull it off I mean if you're doing a modern day telling of this movie like okay I can see like doing like a past like you know whatever how many years you want to go back and then you know it's in the future or whatever Okay, but it's just like some of the technology with radar and stuff like that that I don't you don't see that happening because a lot of it was like a mystery of where they were, you know, like like they couldn't find them, you know. It's just like in today's movies you can track anybody down anywhere, you know, kind of thing. You know, say like it's 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 not that's not like it's going to be hard for them to pull that off in a way, you know, in today's like with today's like audience knowing going well in movies they do this and this and this and you, you can't go well we don't have that technology it doesn't exist you're like well in all the other movies i've seen you do you do so you gotta have that in there <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it's it's good it's gonna be tricky to do so it's gonna be very hard to pull off so it's gonna be interesting to see what they're gonna do to to right. do this movie i mean i'll watch it yes you know, um, you know, I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know. Like, like I said again, I, I just don't feel like it's it's that that's the movie you're going. You know, what you need to do Flight of the Navigator. Let's get that one. You know, that one. You know. <laughs> okay, Ed. Um, I want to make this the last story of the night, and it's also a remake. Okay. And this one's gonna probably 
it pissed me off. Not pissed me off, but it definitely, you might want to say, um, grinds my gears. Grinds your gears, all right. And again, Warner Brothers is to blame again. Just saying it for the record. Warner Brothers, stop doing this. The Lost Boys remake is happening at Warner Brothers. Cast and director announced. <laughs> ready? Uh, yes, I'm ready. Warner Brothers will reboot the classic vampire movie, The Lost Boys, with, stole, with stars of The Quiet Place and It, uh, Noah Jupe and Jaden Martell in the lead roles. I don't remember these kids at all. Okay. Uh, the iconic, and they start off in the article, the iconic vampire movie, The Lost Boys, is getting rebooted as a movie at Warner Brothers for the, uh, for the past few years. And there's been plans to develop a TV series adaptation of The Lost Boys, but production could just not get off the ground. Because let's face it, nobody, everyone, the moment you mention it, a lot of people go, no! <sighs> the studio has now made the decision to bring the Frog Brothers back to the big screen instead, with plans for a television show now dead in the water. This new version of The Lost Boys is described as a brand new, reimagined take on the original movie. It unites two young stars from modern horror franchises, starring Noah Jupe of the A Quiet Place movies and Jaden Martell of the It movies. Uh, Randon McKinnon, who's also working on DC's Static Shock series for Warner Brothers, is on board to write The Lost Boys, with Jonathan Eastwell on board of direct. Um, Brian Cavanaugh just I'm waiting for someone to be like, hey, and this person is, is associated with it. <laughs> so far it's not specifically it's not specified exactly what roles the two of them are playing. Uh, no additional information is revealed about the plot other than to say it takes place in present day. Um, beyond some changes to the environment and other modern updates, the movie will presumably follow, follow a similar plot to the original movie, which follows two brothers moving to a new town that they discover to be inhabited by vampires. <laughs> I wonder... I, mean, I wonder... If, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's basically, if, for those people who live in Iraq, The Lost Boys was directed by Joel Schumacher... Uh, the cast had Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, Jason Patrick, uh, Jamie Gertz, Billy Worth, Alex Winter, and Kiefer Sutherland. Diane Weist. It was a hit in the box office when it was released in 1987, and has since become widely accepted by horror fans as one of the greatest vampire movies of all time. <laughs> Just to let you know, too, back in 2008, though, Corey Feldman returned as Edgar Frog in the Frog Brothers for a sequel, The Lost Boys, The Tribe. Um, his pal Corey Haim also appeared during the closing credits as Sam Emerson, reprising a role from the original movie. Uh, the, the Frog Brothers later reunited in 2010 for a third installment of the trilogy, Lost Boys, The Thirst, with Jameson Newlander back as Alan Frog to rejoin the returning Feldman. Um, the two have also reunited for a free Frog Brothers special on YouTube, by the way. Um. There you go. Uh, oh. Back in 2019, the CW passed an order, passed on ordering the pilot to series. 
Uh, at the time, the goal was to retool the project with mostly new cast, but the pandemic heavily affected filming on the second pilot. Uh, yeah. Ed, thoughts? Well, this is the, again, this is another great idea. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just you, you, you go. It, it's been done, and how, how, how? Why would you want to make, want to make, remake this? Like, you know, it's a classic. It's not. It's not. It's too soon. It's way too soon. Too soon. We're moving 1987. Too soon. <laughs> it is. I know, I know it's been 30 some years, you know, but you know, 34 years. We're talking about re- re- we just talked about rebooting twins. You're okay with that stupid idea. Hey, look, they're doing uh, Flight of the Navigator, also 1980s. Yeah, right. You know, it seems like a bad idea. Lost Boys, too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> West Side Story, a movie that's over 50 years old. Yeah, you know, and, all right, whatever. You know, Lost <laughs> Boys, too soon. Too, <laughs> too, too, too soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sticking my guns with this one. Yes, <laughs> it's too soon. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering though if, if they're going to get the the original, most original cast back for. Well, I mean, for cameos. I don't, I don't know if Corey Feldman's doing anything at the moment, um, so he might be up on board. Um, Jason Patrick, maybe Kiefer. I think Kiefer would probably do it. He would probably find some cool way, make him like the grandfather or something. Not the grand. Well, maybe like a dad. Yeah, I don't know. Um, or get Donald Sutherland, even though he's not in the original one. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Gertz, probably because I don't. Who knows what she's doing nowadays? Um, maybe. Um, the other guy who played the Frog Brother, who I, I don't even remember his name, and I said his name. <laughs> Um, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe, I, I, don't, I, I just don't know. The other brother's dead. Corey Haim's dead. Corey Corey Haim's dead, but Corey Haim wasn't one of the Frog Brothers. Corey, okay, I, I'm gonna read okay, Ed. Boy, it's been a while. Okay, you had a family. I, I, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. Patrick and Corey Haim were the brothers who moved into to Santa Carla. Yes. Okay, or Santa Cruz. Filmed uh, in Santa Carla. That's why I always get names messed up. However, when Corey Haim's character is walking the boardwalk, he walks into a comic book shop that is ran by the Frog Brothers, right. played by Corey Feldman and the other guy. Yeah. And they're the ones who basically tell Corey Haim that, oh, your brother's acting strange? It's because he's a vampire. And no one believes him. And then he does a little test thing, and he finds out that his brother is a vampire, and that, you know, this is where, you know, Michael is down, down, you know, in this cave, and he drinks, some, you know, has some, eats some noodles, and they're like, "How's those worms, Michael? Or how's those maggots? You're, no, how's those worms, Michael?" And you know, he spits them out, and he sees the worms, and then he's like, "How about some rice?" And he's like, "Those are maggots." He's like, "No, twenty billion p- Chinese people can't be wrong," and he eats it, and it's all weird and crazy. And Jamie Gertz, his name Star, <laughs> love that movie. <laughs> Love that movie. The, for no reason, big muscular dudes singing on stage, playing the saxophone. I still believe. Do, 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 do. I believe. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cry, little sister. Great soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> it's where you get to hear Roger Daltrey of The Who sing Elton John's song um, oh my god jeez uh, it's on the top of my it's the tip of my tongue fuck um, 
The song. Uh... Shit. Now I gotta look because now it's gonna it's gonna bounce right on my head. It is. Um, let's see. Quick, Lost Boys soundtrack. I love Google's. Uh, Don't let the sun go down on me by Roger Daltrey. Okay. Yep, that's a good time. It's a good remake. Um, also, I think the Echo and the Bunnymen doing People Are Strange. People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Welcome to the all-musical uh, show. For, you, people are going, man, that 420 show was off the hook. <laughs> Sean yeah, I think I think you need to be baked <laughs> to listen to this episode. <laughs> That's right, folks. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> That's it, Ed. I got some other articles. Um, I'll tease a couple of them for, well, maybe. I'll tease a couple. I think I will. Um, just for the, just wet your whistle, Ed. Mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield really wants to make it clear that he's not in the Spider-Man movie. (laughs) Christopher Nolan takes his atomic bomb movie to Universal, ending his his relationship with Warner Brothers. Um, There's enough New Hope references to recreate it, apparently. I think, did you send me that one? Did I send that to you? It's basically someone took a bunch of clips from other sources that either either quoted Star Wars A New Hope or mocked it and cut it to like a 16 minute version of the entire film mm. using clips from like Family Guy from, from Family Guy and from other shows and pal. It's it's not really a news article. I just say it's it's interesting. I thought I watched it. I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently Ed, there remember the video game Twisted Metal? Mm-hmm. They're making a live action series on it. Wow. Yep, Anthony Mackie's going to start. You know what? That's a news article right there. Anthony Mackie starring in the the Twisted Metal live action series. That's that's. Who cares about the rest? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I don't think it's worth uh, bringing up, I think that the headline says it all. <laughs> Racing that one. Um, I don't know if you're aware or not, Ed. This one I think we could go into more detail. So I'm, I'm going to shelve this one, but I'm let I'm going to let you sit on it and marinate on it. Okay. Fans are not holding back when discussing the revamp of the Roger Rabbit ride. Have you heard about this, Ed? No, no, no. I've oh. I've ridden the ride, and I've, I I believe I've been on that ride too. But they're revamping it. I'm not going to tell you why or how. Yeah, you have to. I have no idea. So you have to. I have to, have to wait gonna, till next time. You're going to have to tune in. Um, apparently, I have a list of the ten worst video game movie adaptations of of all time. Just, you know, <laughs> Any ten will do. <laughs> I, I, I have, I have, I have that little nugget. Um, Gene Roddenberry's son is still bitching about shit. Um, <laughs> apparently, according to him, a reservoir quote Reservoir Dogs version of Star Trek just doesn't work for Gene Roddenberry's son. Whatever. <laughs> so, all right, that's just some some of the stuff I'm bringing in the next show. All right. All right, Ed. Um, so, would you like to add anything to the show? Well, I, I, you know, I was just thinking about it. You asked me if I saw Black Widow. You know, I, I've already seen Black Widow, right, uh, if you right, knew that. Right. Okay. You saw, in, you saw in the theater. Yes. That's why when, when I was like, well, did you already see it? I answered my own question in my head because I was like, oh, no, that's right. He said he saw it in the theaters. Okay. Just... You know? Yeah. I, I almost bought it. And the reason why I was, uh, to go back to that, the reason why I was on the fence 
about buying either the 4K version or the regular Blu-ray version. One, because I like the cool red case, but the PlayStation 5 is also a 4K Blu-ray player, so there's a part of me that wanted to be like, I'm going to buy a 4K movie and watch it on my PS5. That's just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, eh, I added the Voodoo, I added the Voodoo um, app to it. Right. So that's good. So I can at least stream movies through it. But I was like, I don't know if I'm really going to go all out like that. So I'll probably just circle back around and just buy the standard one maybe tomorrow. Uh-huh. Um, you know, who knows? All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Thanks for listening. Um, you've been listening to Geeksters here on your sound thing. <laughs> your sound thing. Right. <laughs> Either on you. your Google Chrome or your Apple device or your right. Alexa. Maybe it's going through your Amazon, your, 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 your Alexa. Maybe it's going through your Amazon Prime. Who knows? could be going through your ear holes through your, your you download it and you're like oh i like this place or maybe you've gone to wordswithgeeks.com who knows but the one thing you haven't done yet is go to our facebook page geeksters radio and give us a like or follow us on twitter at geeksters or well not or but you should maybe every once in a while reach out and touch one of us <laughs> you can touch ed by go, typing to Ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can fondle Sean at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. And it's S H A W N. Excelsior. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.